0: And welcome back to Greatest Wats On Tracks. It's K.U. Oh, it's a good day Singing the song
1: and it's a good day We're moving along, yes, it's a good day
2: How could anything go wrong? Turn my headphones up! Y'all ready? Let's do it.
3: This is Old You Radio. I mean, look,
2: did you think this was an
0: accident? All of this right here? premeditated, partner. I'm Johnny McKeon.
4: You got nothing on me, right? Nothing.
0: And with me is Mr. Doom and Gloom. Hey, dummy, I'm Sasha Bloom. <sighs>
1: Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand
0: fast. Let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. Hello. Welcome to All You Radio. Hello. I'm Johnny McKeon. <laughs> Sasha is <laughs> missing every mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear it's just one of those days isn't it sasha of course a <laughs> <laughs> little discombobulated are we oh well, why wouldn't i be so you're telling me about a rusty shower like oh, what? oh yeah yeah i live in the world's
1: greatest apartment complex so move in things go well uh, no problems the place inside looks really nice yeah right? i've learned that i don't know how to move yeah major problem and then so i go to take a shower no, so I was washing dishes because I was washing everything that I moved over because I yeah. wrapped a newspaper Yeah, and, yeah, it.
0: and you get chips and sure. cracks, yeah. And I'm noticing that
1: the water's orange, like a rust orange. And I'm like, maybe the lighting's bad. So I open up the shade. You know, I yeah. actually brought the cup of water outside to look at it. Oh, it's orange. I go well. That's not good. So then I go into because I had two bathrooms in there, and it makes no sense. They're about five feet apart. Yeah. So there's a bathroom there, and then you can walk down the aisle and go another I don't know three steps, and you're at another bathroom. Wow. Makes no sense. Where did you (laughs) Where did you move into? (laughs)
0: What shack are you living in? Murray's finest. (laughs) Wow.
1: And so and so the sinks uh, the sink stopper you know so that you can plug up the drain to fill it up with water. Yeah. That doesn't come up. So that, that sink's broken, and there's standing water in there that has, like, a little metallic color in there because it's been there for so uh. long. Yeah. I was like, all right, that doesn't work. So finally, after moving, I go to take a shower, turn it on, just rust water streaming out, filling up the tub. I called him up, and I go, your, wa- your water heater's broken. How do you know that? I don't know because I'm a human being, and <laughs> I've lived on planet Earth for <laughs> 33 years, and I know what rusty water comes from. Yeah. It comes from a broken water Peter. Yeah. She was like, all right, we'll send someone out. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not even like an apology. No. <laughs> just, eh, all right. It's like, fix We'll send sink. Javier. And then trying mm-hmm. to explain
1: to her which sink was not working right yeah took me about two and a half minutes. and I was like, can you just
0: say the left one?
1: I said the half bathroom. Oh, yeah. Right? Because there's no shower in it. Yeah. I said the small bathroom, the one with no shower. The sink doesn't work. Oh, which sink? At this time, I've already gotten in trouble for another project that I basically told the people to F off and don't email me. Because I'm too busy. And so, hopefully that's fixed tonight. Hopefully I can take a shower. Otherwise, I'm coming over to your house.
0: <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you don't know where I live. <laughs> well, aren't you a friend. No, nah, if you need to use my shower, you can. <laughs> I'll go to the field house, right? Yeah, yeah that
1: works. <laughs> Hang out with all the other boys in the yeah. shower. <laughs> hey, it's a nice little, it's, a, it's it?
0: got a tree. It's a nice little, it's the, <laughs> the tree of life. No, nah, no, nah, if you need to shower at my house, you can. Oh, I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm not going to turn away a stinky friend.
2: <laughs> aren't
1: you a good man? <laughs> yeah, I try to be. <laughs> and then, so, I pull in the complex yesterday after leaving the U, get home about 9 o'clock, and I kid you not, there's 10 Murray police cars in the complex. Where did
0: you, did you just pick this name out of a hat? Did you
2: throw yeah, a dart in a phone book? It
1: was the f- first one I saw on KSL. Really? Yeah. There's Is this just a house or Apartment. Apartment. It's like an apartment compound. There's got to be
2: compound. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a thousand units there. Really, I've yeah. never
1: even heard of this. It's a, it's Murray Ridge. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen. And so ho- all of Fifth East is nothing but apartment complexes. Yeah. There are literally probably five thousand people living within a square block of me. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. Uh huh. <laughs> and so we have a gang of ducks. Like we have a total oversized duck population of there's. I've A count, ecosystem there's 40 ducks that run together or that waddle together
0: all around that run time, together that, that waddle. <laughs> gangs of magpies <laughs> and, and herds of ducks yeah. <laughs> only on all you radio <laughs> will you hear stories about that yeah
1: and so there's this cat like this black cat and i see him like getting all in his predatorial creeper yeah. stance at these ducks and he looks at me like waiting for me to yell at him yeah and he must have been looking at me, like, 15 seconds for me to shoo him out of the way. Because I guess he gets shooed a lot for mm-hmm. chasing ducks. I bet, yeah. I go, hey, bud. I got no problem. Go for it. And I'm mm-hmm. looking for my pocket. Because you see all these ducks. And behind there's, like, this little black cat, like, awesome. crawling. Goes after him. Ducks fly away. And he looks at me. And I
0: go, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're critical of the cat.
1: <laughs> you failed as a cat. <laughs> oh, because I was in such a bad mood. And I saw this cat, like, you know, yeah. creeping after these ducks. And I... I literally haven't had a smile like that yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. I got so happy, so uh-huh. animated. I was like, here's my viral video. Yeah.
0: Get Are it we done. recording?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a viral a viral video
0: in your mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Just it's been a week, man. Yeah. I've decided I'm never m- moving myself out again.
0: Really? So you're going to stay in this place? No,
1: I'm going to hire people. Oh, oh,
0: okay. I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's too hard. I don't know how to move. I think the smart way to do it is you get a U-Haul, put everything in at one time and drive. I did like 15 trips in my Mm -hmm. Ford Explorer. Oh, yeah, that's a nightmare. No, no, no.
0: Yeah, there's two ways you could do it. You either get the giant U-Haul and you do, you know, if you move it, if you know exactly where you're going, then yeah, you do one trip. Or you do a couple trips with a U-Haul into a storage unit until you figure out where you're living. I've done that. It all just depends, man. Like, But definitely you don't want to just do trips with your car. Yeah. <laughs> pay, pay, pay the 100 bucks for the U-Haul, man. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's worth every penny.
1: I did have a dolly, though, and I felt like a king.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, I have a dolly. <laughs>
1: I got so lazy I always put my plants on the dolly one <laughs> at a time.
2: <laughs> you have plants? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you would have plants. <laughs> Wait, you
1: don't have plants? No, not really. And you belittle a man for having house? I plants? had
0: plants. They died. it lasted a little while they just it got cold and they died green thumb yeah so yeah i've been good i've just been uh yeah looking for an apartment looking for a a new working i love my job it's fun nice yeah it's a good time craig worth professor he's now a part of the abc family again he does during our 10 o'clock shows he does a segment called worth watching and it really is worth watching like last week he talked about um the shopping Habits of Black Friday back in the day, and like what it was like to shop in mainstream or um, uh, main street. Sorry, not mainstream.
1: So basically, what it is, is he takes the Utah audience back to the historical side of early Utah.
0: Aptly put, yes. It's a history piece.
1: Yes. I saw him in class and I said, Hey, congratulations on your ABC4. And he goes, uh, congratulate me when I get fired for my third time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, third time's a charm. Third
0: time's a charm. Yeah. So we got a packed show today, you guys. Yes. We got a couple comedians coming in. We've got... Ryan McDonald,
1: uh, Chronicle
0: sport writer.
1: Breaking, we're breaking down the Pac-12, and we're going to try to figure out what the hell is going on with the sport at the University of yeah. Utah, because it is atrocious.
0: We can even talk about Travis Wilson, too, oh, our quarterback. To. We have to. Yeah, that's not a pretty. That's not a pretty story. No, it's not. And he'll he'll be here to break the news. Yeah, and talk about it. Yeah. So that's a two thirty. Yep, that's a two thirty. Um, three thirty we got Patrick Ramirez coming in, very funny guy. I've known him for a while. He's a good guy. And then later we have Steve McAnally coming by. He is very talented. He, uh, he organizes a lot of local shows around here. So we got a fun filled, fun packed show today.
1: Why wouldn't we? Yeah. This is oh you darn it. Yep, oh you are. It's <laughs> ours. It's yours and ours. I got some good compliments on our show last week. Really? Yeah. From who? I don't know. Someone DM'd me. <gasps> Ooh, uh saying, enjoyed the conversation of journalism keep up the good work
0: nice yeah. i never get dms on uh, twitter ever i get all my messages on facebook though
1: don't you get spammed on dm on twitter no see i get a lot of spams
0: they don't bother me at all that's probably because you follow half p- <laughs> half the people you follow are real <laughs> 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 They're real on my Twitter <laughs> account, sir. <laughs> They're real on the internet. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mostly use Facebook for messaging, anyways. That's how I, that's how I talk to ninety percent of people. Ninety-nine percent of people. And you're proud of that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time otherwise. You know, I barely have time to return text messages. <laughs> it's much easier just to leave a message. What do you do with your day? Because you're always telling me that you're busy. I I deal a lot of day-to-day stuff with my family. Um, a lot of like I do all my cooking and cleaning I do, do I write do a lot do you do your own laundry yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I just do all the chores um, help Sarah out with her job and anything she needs we write together I edit her stuff I edit my stuff I work out got my hair cut. I like your fade yeah thank you finally got one it's nice it's been like five years since I've gotten a fade <laughs> for those of you don't know it's it's a it's a very nice haircut <laughs> what a terrible fun fact <laughs> for those of you who don't know i got a, a nice cut. haircut <laughs> 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 oh, man. do
1: you go to uh cookie cutters
0: not
2: <laughs> yeah i go to cookie cutters.
0: <laughs> i went to brickyard barbers over uh off of brickyard lane awesome dudes uh yeah, Melvin, you cut me – up, you faded me up nice. I really appreciate it, dog. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, like always, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon, M-C-K-E-O-N. follow Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom, B-L-U-M-E. B-O? B-L-U. Oh. I said B-L-U. Oh. There's no O in your I name. I you were making shower jokes. No. <laughs> 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 oh, B O U M E. <laughs> I just got that. Funny. I uh. wish I had thought of that. And also our Facebook page at You Radio with Johnny McCain and Sasha Bloom on Facebook at Facebook. Look at edit through Facebook. Facebook. Of course. Yep. I really hate Apple. Yeah? You have an iPhone.
1: I uh, I almost lost it the other side. I almost threw it against the wall on yeah. Monday. I got so I'm working on this side project, uh where I'm making marketing two. or something? I'm making two I'm making eight videos for two companies. <laughs> That's a hefty project. Yeah. Yeah. And so last week, I had a meeting. Mm -hmm. They told me, hey, meet me on Thursday so we can discuss stuff. Mm -hmm. So I get there. The guy's 10 minutes late. You know how I am when people are late. Yep. I was like, okay, no problem.
0: You get furious. Don't be late. So
1: I go there, and he tells me that this meeting is to talk about the meeting we're going to have next week, which is today. Yep. So in my head, it's like... Why couldn't you sent me an email or called me? There was no reason to meet, right? Yeah. If you're going to tell me, uh, go to a meeting to talk about a meeting. Yeah. Wow, is that redundant. Yeah. So between Thursday and Monday, I got 16 emails from these two companies telling me about the meeting that I went to a meeting on that's going to happen in five days. Yeah. So – all you hear is ding 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 that's all my phone's doing just put it on silent while i'm moving no because i had my headphones on which amplified it because i was listening to radio while Uh, i was cleaning the house
0: i forgot you use radio for your phone i use a separate mp3 player Uh, i like to separate my technologies why because you don't get what should happen to you (laughs) (laughs) obviously
1: I have never been so mad in my life. Like, (laughs) I just about lost it on him. And, of course, I got in trouble. They tattletaled on me. Because I got to the point where I sent them an email. I said, look, I understand what you're saying to me. Please don't email me anymore. I'll see you Wednesday, 1230. Thank you and goodbye. Yep. I got three emails after that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm a bad guy. I'm a bully. I I don't communicate well. Um, I make people angry. But I came there, I said, here's your videos. What do you think? Standing ovation. Nice. Well shot. Got a job offer.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah and I have been filming videos for the University of Utah Healthcare. We do about four a month. You did eight in how many? Two weeks?
1: Uh, I did eight in two days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how much. Yeah, we did about four in about a day. So, yeah. Uh,
1: do you enjoy doing that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, I love it. Do you do post-editing, too?
0: No, but I think we're going to start doing that. We're going to have our DP start editing. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm learning editing at ABC. Are you? Yeah, I'm editing with the sports guys on weekends now.
1: Yeah, they, they have a bustling sport department yeah. there.
0: I'm yeah. excited. Yeah.
1: Well, good for you, sir.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our, the, the producer of the sports show, he pulled me aside, and he, I talked to him, and uh, he's going to teach me editing. I start on Saturday. That would be Ty? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Tyler, yeah.
1: I saw him at the football game two weeks ago.
0: Did you uh, see him get hit with the ball?
1: Did he get hit? Oh. I got hit.
0: You got hit? Yeah. Tell me.
1: All right. So. And then I'll
0: tell you about Tyler, but you tell me this first.
1: This is pregame. The Pac-12. They put up. S-
0: Sasha, you're on air. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the middle of a story, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, challenge? what are you? What are you, you me doing there? Sending over 20 there? Twenty emails. What are you doing <laughs> over there? <laughs>
1: you jerk. <knocked> off. <laughs> So the Pac-12, they set up very many uh, microphones. But one of our important ones is we put microphones on the field goal posts themselves, right? Yeah. Try to get some directional sound. Yeah. 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 yeah, Coppers. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm on the ladder uh, going up to zip tie up the microphone. Bink. Right on the back of the head. Awesome. While I'm on the ladder 10 feet in there. There was no heads up. There was no four. There was nothing. Just a big fat guy with a beard getting hit in the back of the head by a
0: punted football you, by a Pac 12 athlete. Do you think that was intentional? Like, do you Why think they were aiming for you? <laughs> like, watch me hit the fat guy off the tower. <laughs> like, Pac 12 told me we got to get rid of this guy, <laughs> make well, it look like an accident.
2: <laughs> 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 you're
0: getting assassinated. Yes, sir. <laughs> you don't get fired, you get assassinated. <laughs> Doom and gloom assassinated by football <laughs> to the head. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How great of us.
1: What? Yeah. I could have had Dana Gold report on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or Dana Green. Dana Green, yeah. Dana Gold. <laughs> yeah. Dana Gould. <laughs> Is that what you think But of? I got off the ladder, and I looked around with, like, violence in my eyes. I was like, no apologies, no one on the side, no coppers. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. And I know why we lost the football game. I <laughs> the, the quarterback threw a pass at the back of your head. <laughs> no, it was a kicker. Oh yeah, it didn't even go over the field goal because I was in front of the field goal on a ladder. He couldn't even kick it in there.
0: You sure, it wasn't aiming for you then. I it sounds like he's be, right? aiming, right? It yeah, had to be. Isn't he like? Isn't he known for <laughs> his accuracy? <laughs> like, isn't he all like had, the NCAA record? I had on the
1: white pack yeah, yeah, yeah vest. So it's got like the Pac 12 in the middle of my yeah. shoulders in a
0: red circle. Yeah. Perfect bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably aiming for you. He's like, no, he has an NCAA <laughs> record for most consecutive shots. <laughs> so Tyler got drilled too. Yeah. Tyler got hit on the sideline, took a football right to the gut. It <laughs> was on the best and the worst. It was? Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, the <laughs> angle of him getting hit and also the angle from the camera. <laughs> I'll see if they'll put it on YouTube or something. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, it was I'd pretty funny.
1: I don't know if they can put the best of the worst on the internet. Just the clip. That'd be great. Yeah,
0: I'll see if they'll just put just the clip up. Yeah, send it to me on Twitter, Ty. Have mm-hmm. this
1: beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Kylie At Kylie Burse. She mm-hmm. can send it. She's the forecaster at ABC. Yep. What a power couple they're going to be, huh? Yep. Yeah, I don't like it.
0: What? <laughs> Such a hater. I'm very I jealous. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm very jealous. <laughs> you'll find your uh you'll find your your lady someday. Well, that's why I plan on being homeless soon. Go <laughs> yeah. find them. Pick em up Just swing by the shelter. High in you'll your find park. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Even then I think I'd strike out. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah. pop to break. We have uh Ryan McDonald coming in here yep. in a minute. He's uh sp- as we said earlier, he's this yeah, right here. For yeah. the cranny. And uh we'll see you in a minute. Throw it to dad, yep. sir. To dad? Okay. Yeah.
5: Hey, this is Lauren from the mixtape invasion. Listen every Thursday from two to five for new alternative in indie rock, only on K U Internet Radio.
4: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh
1: i've got one
5: i've got one
1: yeah
3: i've got one my one reason for donating plasma to make sure that patients like my son have long healthy lives my reason to help my family it's something i can do to show i care about my community
2: there are millions of reasons to donate plasma. You only need one. Donate today by visiting Biomat, Plasma Care, or Talacris Plasma Resources, one of our Griffles companies.
0: New donors can earn up to $360 this month, 630 West North Temple and 38 East 800 South, Salt Lake City. Welcome back to Old Ute Radio. With me in studio, my friend and yours, Mr. Underscore Bloom himself, Sasha Bloom. Hello. With us sitting across from me, daily Utah Chronicle what's your position again? I'm
3: the sports editor
0: sports editor. sorry about that. Um yeah, what's your Twitter handle man?
3: It is at Ryan W. McDonald. Follow me. I tweet good stuff.
0: you do tweet i, I I'm always throwing you a retweet, man. I like <laughs> I like the stuff you tweet.
3: Appreciate it. No okay. drunken twit pics, nothing like that. I don't do <laughs> No selfies. It. Sometimes I get <laughs> selfies a little bit. <laughs>
0: so, how'd you get involved in uh, the Daily Utah Chronicle?
3: Well, the, uh, writing about sports, I had I had written sports for uh, the Salt Lake Community College newspaper back when I was going to school there, um, and then I was getting a transfer up here, and I just kind of wanted to keep doing it, and so just figured out how to apply, and I guess here I am, kind of, you know, worked worked my way up a little bit, um, I guess you could say. I started just writing stories, and now I'm editing and kind of...
1: But you're everywhere. You know, yeah, I, I see you You're everywhere. in all the news pressers, you're all over the arenas, like you're, you have a lot of precedent, you get to push people out of the way, and... <laughs> <laughs> told Tony Jones to move it. <laughs> I know <man>. you. <laughs> oh,
3: Tony he's, he's a good man. Yes, he is. <laughs> no, I it's it's a blast though. That's that's why I do it. It's it's fun and it's great experience and it's yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun to be kind of like you said right there, you know, kind of in, involved in, in what's going on as far as sports at the Ugo.
1: So speaking of, how is the health of sports at the year, and I let's we can talk soccer, volleyball, uh, softball. I mean the whole thing.
3: Yeah, things, things right now are I I'm not gonna lie. I I think things, except for football, but most other sports I, I think are are actually, in a really good place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know that. Coming into the Pac-12 is is kind of getting to be a little bit of an old story at this point you know there's the, the thir- three years in yeah, yeah. three <laughs> years in but um it, it, it was such a huge huge jump from the mountain west to the pac 12 um that a lot of our teams here uh, at, at the u needed to to kind of play catch up mm-hmm. you know as far as recruiting and and I think they're starting to do
1: that. And it's mostly the backup recruit. Like most of our starters on any team are pretty equal with a Pac-12 team. It's the bench that we had a problem with. We right? lack depth. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I think I think teams are, are getting there. You know that they're starting to, to recruit people. I I, I think you you see that a lot. That a lot of the, the people who are starting now are. Po- are younger players who they recruited to play in the Pac-12, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like Drez Anderson or like? Uh, yeah, I think he was still a Mountain West guy. I think he was mm-hmm. – um, I think he – yeah, he, he. I'm pretty sure he still came here when, when they were in the Mountain West. But um, if my math is right, it, I think so. But Travis Wilson is, is gone for right now.
1: Uh, um, we might get to that. But, you know, he's a Pac-12 recruit. Well, he was one of the big steals for us. Uh, uh, he was r- recruited nationally and by every Pac-12 team. He was a USC guy at one point. Yeah. You know, I know Oregon had a big interest, I think uh, Florida even too. Uh, I do know, yeah, he, he a lot of,
3: of Pac-12 schools were, were looking at him. So, yeah, that, that was a big th- – he
1: was a big get, yeah.
3: get, you know, as far as coming to Utah.
1: Yeah. Is, is that important um, on this campus to get – whether or not they're good – whether or not they transfer to the NFL or the NBA, is that important for our campus to bring in these? I w- he's not a blue chipper, but to bring in a top 150 recruit.
3: Yeah, um, I I think it's it's tough. I, I was interested um, when when this whole Pac-12 thing started. I was very interested to see if they could draw, you know, people. Um, if they could draw. The caliber of athletes that that are needed to compete. Um,
1: and, and so, where do you think that's going?
3: In it, in a good place. I, I think it's it's going in a very good direction. Um, soccer is starting to recruit athletes who are competitive in and the Tech some 12, gorgeous
1: know. athletes. It's a privilege to work utility on a soccer <laughs> field with those ladies, <laughs> uh, even if it's cold, if it's rainy. <laughs> You just see these chipper little girls running up and down, and you can't go wrong. Chipper well, young ladies. Yeah. Sorry, correction. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> to be careful.
0: going to make that a soundbite? I'm just old. <laughs> 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 and they're good too. You know, they they,
3: are they, good. they showed they showed this season that that they're good. You know that they're. I think they were pick picked to finish ninth in the Pac-12 yeah. soccer was, and and they finished third. Um, so, so that was that was impressive. You know?
1: Did you like the switch that the women's volleyball team did going to the Huntsman Center instead of whatever dungeon yeah. they were playing in last year?
3: I, I actually have have thought about this quite a bit. Um, they, the I think the Pac-12 made them do it for TV purposes.
1: Yes. Um Oh, it was oh, it was so hard to run cable into the West uh, Fieldhouse. Yeah. 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 Um,
3: that being said, I from a, a a fan viewing perspective like in the arena, um, I don't like it as much um, because it looks naked it, yeah yeah and and at Crimson Court, which they're gonna be actually playing this weekend in Crimson Court. I'm not sure why they're they're going back for these couple matches, but they are gonna be playing. In probably for, has to do with
1: men's be- men's and women's basketball play, could yeah you
3: know. it could um but they're they're going to crimson court um for for this weekend and and i like that better i i feel like it's you know it's, yeah it's more full you know with with fewer seats there um it's it's more full and it's kind of a a more fun environment so i got to admit i'm i'm not a huge fan of of volleyball being in the huntsman center though like, you you know, I guess they didn't really have any other choice. With.
1: Johnny's got really dumb feet over there.
3: I uh, <laughs> wear size 13 and a half, so it's really hard not
0: to smack it on the desk. <laughs> that's why I like putting him up so the blood can go back to my head. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> my fault. <laughs> Silly boy over there. <laughs> so let, let's talk about Travis Wilson. Like, what's going on with that, man? That's That's what everyone wants to know. Like, what's going on? What can you tell us, man? Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: you know, I, for the sake of, of getting it right, um, I, I want to pull up um, uh, the email. So,
1: that when Arizona State came in, mm-hmm. he got injured. Uh, he had no on-field symptoms of concussion. I saw him after the game, after he was showered, he was on the field talking to people. He seemed fine. Yeah. 24 hours goes by. He's getting headaches. Um, I don't know much more they didn't release any other detail other than he had con- concussion like symptoms
3: yeah yeah um, and so at that point yeah and, and concussions are like that you know yeah. that that symptoms don't always come up right away you know sometimes it's it's a day or or even two days you know after yeah. the the injury sustained that you that you'd start feeling bad um, so he he had the concussion symptoms and then they were just doing Tests for treating the concussion, um, and they they found a pre-existing thing that, that he had before even the concussion um, came came up against Arizona State and and um, what the, so they had the C, the CT scan for the concussion mm-hmm. sake, but then when they started suspecting this this other deal, um, they had him him undergo an angiogram mm-hmm. which. I gotta admit, I'm I'm not a doctor, so I don't, I'm not sure exactly um, what that is. But um, it was there that they discovered, according to, and I'll just read it um, directly for the sake of of getting it right. It's an injury to an intracranial
1: artery, is what, is what they they found. So, um, which is bad because if that breaks, you have an aneurysm and you're dead. Yeah, you know, that's just. Lights out brutal. So,
3: um, that Whittingham, Kyle Whittingham, before so they announced Monday afternoon that that Wilson had a pre existing condition, but they didn't say what it was. It was later that night that the doctor uh released this statement saying that it was the uh the injury um to the artery. Um, but Whitting Coach Whittingham had said before that came out that. Um, it was the type of injury that had Travis Wilson continue to play um, without un- – because they didn't know what the injury was. Or they didn't know he had an injury, but had he continued to play, it could have caused major problems. So, um, in a way, it it was a blessing in disguise, I guess, for Travis Wilson to have that concussion um, because against Arizona State because that was the, the only way they found the, the intracranial artery injury. So – so is he done then or for for this this year and mm. then um and then also in that statement um from the team doctor um they said that it was the type of deal that they need to reevaluate in a few months mm. um he said about 3 months before they know uh, s- they know probably what what Travis Wilson's f- uh, future career is going to be like so um, so he is done for th- for the rest of this year for sure the last two games um and then the bowl game if they if they make a bowl game um and then they'll they'll see in about three months if he's gonna
1: you know if if it it's a career ending injury so our last two big time quarterbacks win uh uh-huh. this man uh-huh. injured uh-huh. lifetime uh-huh. forever uh-huh it sounds like a curse
3: going <laughs> on. <laughs> well, actually we we wrote a story today, um, in the Daily that's Utah your, Chronicle. That's your front page. Yeah, yeah, in the Cranny today. Um it's actually been I mean, the, the Wilson and, and Wynn are the only two because of injury, but since Brian Johnson led him to the, the Sugar Bowl win um in two thousand nine, they've gone th- I can't remember the number now, but it's been they ha- I'll put it this way. They haven't had the same quarterback start a season and finish that season who's,
1: since then. Whose fault is that? Is that on Winningham? Is that is that just dumb luck? Brian Johnson. Um, he, he was injury-prone, too. I mean, I remember watching him blow out his knee, blow out his shoulder, and he wasn't good until that. Or he was good enough, and then he would have these Doing the same thing that Wilson did, it just lose the game for you. And then that his senior year, obviously he had that terrific season.
3: Yeah, um, he the way that, that he said it, um, and and I wish it wasn't me who wrote the story. It was uh, another writer who who wrote the story. Um, and I'm trying to remember Brian Johnson's exact quote now, but it was something like, "No, it basically it was, no, this isn't. This is just kind of a a fluke." thing, you know, as far as the injuries are concerned, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. I, I do think that there's a a level of, you know, for certain quarterbacks who just might not have been playing well, you know, that's one thing, but as far as guys getting hurt, you know, to to have to miss time, it's just kind of bad luck, you know, that they've, they've been having, <laughs> so, and it is almost becoming like a curse, you know, we, we'll see if that continues, but...
1: See, my fear is that with all these injured quarterbacks and having, because there's a real fear of, well, if Wilson's injured, then we put in a new guy and then he can come back, but he loses his starting job. That's a bad thing in recruiting when you're constantly replacing a starter with someone new because of traumatic injury.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, You know, I I think, say, fast forward to next season, you know, Kyle Whittingham is is going to put the best quarterback out there you know whoever that ends up being you know if it ends up being Travis Wilson you know if if he's healthy and and able to play next year if he's the best quarterback Whittingham's got then Whittingham will put him out there if Adam Schultz is the best guy then that's who will be the guy. you know and and so yeah it's uh, I agree I, I think it would be an kind of an awkward situation too you know but but I do think that there's an understanding that the best guy, whoever that ends up being, you know, is is going to get the snaps.
1: Now, is there a problem when you have a kid named Schultz? He wasn't recruited by anyone in the country. He's a walk-on, uh-huh. and he's scholarship now, I think, right? Is he's, yeah, I think he, so. Yeah, I think uh, he's a scholarship. But you can't be telling me that Schultz... Based on his pedigree, is the best option for the University of Utah, a Pac-12 school, in one of the largest recruiting regions in the country. Like there has to be,
3: well,
2: a better quarterback for
3: he us. He he is right now. Um, yeah, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, at the, at the you know if they get if they get another quarterback, say if they rec- recruit another quarterback in between now and the
1: beginning of of next year, say. Um, we have that kid on the red shirt. What's his name? Connor Manning. He's um, supposed to be good, isn't
3: he? Yeah. Um, the the thing there is there though, if he plays, then he loses his, his red shirt year. Yeah. And so with with two games left in the season, I think Kyle Whittingham is, is kind of saying at this point, potentially putting Manning in there isn't worth I, I don't know. I'm not f- uh, familiar with how good Connor Manning uh-huh. is versus how good Adam Schultz is. Nobody's seen Connor Manning play, you know. Um, so, but I think Kyle Whittingham's weighing, even if Connor Manning's better, which again I don't know. But even if he is better, it's not worth putting him in there for just two games and losing his red shirt. You know he even if that would help them go so to a bowl game
0: is it a wrap on the season or are they really going to try to get this bowl game
3: uh they're they're gonna try they're they're gonna do what they you know they yeah. they, they need to win the last two you know there there's
1: no if sands or buts w- yeah yeah and there's but, a lot of talk in this city a lot of people want winning him out of here yeah, yeah. I mean, not just him they want johnson brian johnson out of here they they want Sataki mm-hmm. out of here. They want a whole overset. Mm-hmm. You hear it in the stadium. Like, that's all you hear the fans say is, you're a bum. You're a bum. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, the people in the front rows were screaming at Winningham because they say he's too conservative. Yeah. That they don't press the ball. Because anytime when Wilson would throw the ball downfield, they had success. Like, he had an arm. But when you're dinking and dunking and he's 6'10", and, ten and yeah. your receiver's 5'2", and... It just it he doesn't have the mechanics for a swing game and short dump out games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can I ga- argue. I gotta, I got I gotta be. You gotta give him a minute. I gotta be respectful
3: to to sure. people who might be listening and whatever. Yeah. Um, but fans fans are very knee jerk. You know, yeah, true. Yeah, uh, uh, one bad thing happens, and the player who makes the bad plays, the worst person in the world (laughs) that, that, that player makes a great play. The next play. And all of a sudden he's (laughs) the best thing in the
2: world, you know?
3: So fans are, are very knee jerk, very in the moment.
1: They don't, but even see see the Monty from 1280, the zone, he's calling for his job. Uh, Spencer check it. I've heard not speak nice things about (laughs) coach.
0: There's rumblings and grumblings everywhere. I'll,
3: yeah. s- I'll say this, um, Whittingham's job is getting, he's he's getting more, that seed is getting more and more hot, you know, um, as far as, uh, I, I think, I think next year is going to be, especially with Wilson being gone, I don't think this year, what happens this year, at this point so much matters. You know, if, if he doesn't make a bowl, um, if the Utes don't make a bowl game, I don't think Whittingham he's he's still safe. Next year uh, could be a different story depending on on how next year goes. If if they don't make a bowl game next year, you know, that is 3 years in a row and and I think at that point you start questioning cuz it's true this Pac-12 thing it's it's rough, you know. It's it's a huge adjustment and and I think they're willing to give him time to to adjust to that. If it goes on for too long and they realize that he's not cut out to to make that adjustment, then then I think you know after next year, you maybe start having that conversation if, if they have another bad season next year. But I I think he's safe this year and
1: and next year. Do we s- in five years do we see a Pac-12 championship that the Utes football team has?
3: That's.
0: <laughs> i was gonna uh, guess 10 <laughs> 20 twenty five. 25 i think that's really
3: tough this is gonna sound like a cop-out answer yeah. but but i do think it's it's pretty impossible to to project um something like that and again i think that that sounds like a cop-out but no it's fair <laughs> but he, here's you know you just have no no clue um how recruits are going to pan out. You know, it's it's a combination of a uh, recruiting good players and then coaching them. And right now
1: I'm going to reserve judgment on so that. So, who's one. who's in a better position long-term? The University of Utah or Boise State Broncos?
3: Utah. Utah right now. Um, definitely. Be
1: just because they have the money from the Pac-12 or Yeah, the the money
3: the money from the Pac-12, the prestige from the Pac-12 because a lot of the, the reason that they're able to recruit better players is because they say, hey, you'll have an opportunity to play against other Pac-12 athletes, you know, who are cream-of-the-crop athletes, who are, you know, the best of the best athletes. And so um, Utah, definitely, um, yeah. I, I would say, is, is in a better long-term position there.
1: Yeah, get to play against USC. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> exactly.
3: You know? USC, Oregon. Yeah. Well, that's better for
0: the fans, sure. Is it better for the athletes? Well, as a former athlete, I was always excited to play against the best. Uh-huh. Like, every time we got to play against a good team, I was pumped. I was ready. I always wanted to see if I could beat them, you know?
3: And and Utah is is more in a position to recruit better yeah. athletes who can compete against Oregon, you know? No you one
0: know. trains for second place, man. I do all the time. No athlete, like <laughs> no athlete, trains to be second place, you know. So, like, I think they would, they would love the opportunity.
1: No, I hear you. I just, yeah, it, it just w- watching it because I'm trained not to be a fan, right? Yeah. It just watching it, I just they compete very well. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't be six and two if it wasn't season. for
0: injuries, man. I think like, interceptions. Yeah,
1: interceptions has killed this team this year. And they're unnecessary interceptions.
3: A lot of them are. Um, Yeah. I'm not making excuses for them. But, you know, I I do think Wilson's – because it hasn't just been this this latest thing with Wilson. You know, it's been he was sick against UCLA when he threw six interceptions and they only lost by seven. You know, then they beat Stanford. Then his hand was messed up, you know, against Arizona and and USC. And – that so he was physically hurt and th- again this is before the whole um, artery injury thing came up um you know so so he's been banged up pretty pretty intensely and and that thing got into his head a little bit it adds know? up injuries uh, add up yeah and everybody gets injured um, but but I think his physical I- issues kind of kind of ended up making them, you know, think a little too hard out there sometimes, you know, and, and that leads to stupid mistakes and whatnot and interceptions. So uh,
1: that's a tough job being a quarterback, yeah. especially when your left guard or tackle aren't great. Because uh-huh. you, I, I mean, I looked at uh, the kids at ASU, for instance. They're big boys. I mean, they're, f- they're large men. And to get blindsided by one of them six, seven times a game, you're talking about the defensive line? Yeah. yeah
0: they were yeah. big and they were fast and they they were explosive. D linemen are the scariest people on the football field now, <laughs> man. Oh, like, and they talk so about fast, it too. And they're so big. Yeah,
1: they have fun talking about yeah. it too. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're yeah. running in a pair, of, you just put it on the defensive guys and let them yeah. cuss the whole time it's like yeah. fantastic <laughs> yeah, i was small
0: for a defensive lineman <laughs> yeah you are yeah. You're, yeah
1: you're barely a linebacker these yeah. days yeah. you're short on a linebacker yeah. almost, and you're six one and a half yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's let's switch men's basketball mm-hmm. they opened up uh against evergreen state uh-huh <laughs> Was it 128 to 44? Yeah. 123 to 44?
3: Uh, I think 128, yeah.
1: Largest uh, whooping they've ever done uh. in terms of basketball history, yeah. s- score-wise, right?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and second most points they've ever scored.
1: They uh, have a great new recruit named Wright. What's his first name? DeLon. DeLon Wright. Mm-hmm. Talented kid. Yeah. Fills up the block. Yeah. Tell me about him.
3: Before the season started, um, in, the, in the very first opportunity that, that media had to meet with the team mm-hmm. um, when when training camp was going to start, DeLon Wright was a guy that Utah head coach Larry Kraskowiak said he, he called him a stat sheet stuffer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to use Dick Vitale's term, the college basketball analyst, he called him a stat sheet stuffer. He said that um, he does... A little bit of a lot of things you know he'll get you 12 points he'll get you a couple of you know eight assists he'll get you eight rebounds you know he'll, he'll do a little bit of a lot of things and and when at the beginning of the season coaches kind of always you right. know talk our team's gonna be great <laughs> yeah. our team's gonna be wonderful you know so so kriskoviak said those things about about delon Wright, and and it was like all right cool he'll be a good player to watch for but We'll see if he actually ends up being as good as as Krzysztofiewicz, you know, said um, says he's he's gonna be. Um, but so far, that's exactly what Delon Wright's done. He's he's had he's n- had nearly a triple double in both games so far. Oh, quadruple so. doubles. Sir. Yeah, yeah. I he's mean, close so he's he's getting those. Those. Yeah.
1: six steals, six yeah. blocks, seven assists, yeah, t- nine rebounds, 18 points. Yeah, he's lean. He's tall. He's got long arms, yeah. the long fingers. I haven't s- I seen a lot of NBA athletes play on our floor. Uh, Muhammad last year uh-huh. with uh, UCLA. Uh-huh. From just a talent point, this kid looks better than any kid I've seen walk into our arena in the last three years. So uh, he can hang? He's an NBA g- kid, yeah. yeah. I, I think he is. You know, his He bro- needs his muscle.
3: Yeah, his brother's in the NBA. What's uh, his brother's name? His brother's name's Darrell. Darrell Wright, um, and he's in the NBA. He's he's a bench guy. Um, Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, he just might not be as well known, but he's an NBA guy. Yeah, Del- DeLon Wright, and this is the kind of, of recruit that Utah can get now that they're in the Pac 12. You know, um, in the Mountain West days, I'm not sure a guy like DeLon Wright would have said, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Utah. You know, he, he was being recruited by some other Pac 12 schools so far you know they, uh, they haven't played anybody you know i mean anytime you beat a team by 84
2: <laughs> you know you might be good but
3: it's pretty clear that the team you're playing against isn't very good oh, that can't be true <laughs> sir no no we're just that good we're just that good at the <laughs> we'll <see. laughs> so we'll see you know how how right plays you know when he's playing against pack 12 teams um but so far he's doing exactly what
1: Chris kowiak said he would do we locked in a huge recruit next year right the point guard
3: we uh, yeah utah basketball locked in a couple of of big recruits um and the point guard is actually third on the list of of important ones really Um, yeah um they they brought in a guy named kyle kuzma um he's a forward kind of small forward power forward combo kind of a deal um he wasn't being too heavily recruited when Utah started recruiting him, but then last summer he just kind of exploded and and started um, just – he was playing super, super well and started being recruited by a lot of schools around the country. And people, I think, were kind of nervous that, that Utah wasn't going to get him, you know, after he was being recruited uh-huh. by some, some bigger school – not necessarily bigger schools because – Utah's in the Pac-12, obviously, but schools that whose basketball teams are better right now, you know, um, I, people were nervous that he'd go elsewhere, but he ended up coming here, um, and and that was a really good good get for for Krishkoviak. and then the other one is a Utah kid actually um, from Roy High, named Brakat Chapman, um, mm-hmm. and he's another forward, you know, six eight, six nine. Yeah, Everyone six, seven, and six <laughs> eight, and <it'd> be <laughs> it, in it, college it, basketball. It's true, it's true. But he—he's one of the better players in the country, actually. He's—he—he's—he was more highly touted than than Kyle Kuzma, actually. And and that was a really big get also for for Utah, keeping a kid here in in state. Sure, and know. not letting
1: BYU um, or Utah State get him. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, or even like UCLA was looking at him a little bit. I'm not sh- sure how he- quite how heavily they were, but they were looking at You know, the so fact that they were looking at him.
1: Does the University of Utah is it going back to a basketball school again? Because <laughs> for thirty years, that uh, forty years, it was basketball, yeah. then gymnastics, then football. Yeah. Uh, last decade, it was football, gymnastics, basketball. Yeah. But I. I see the numbers creeping up in the Huntsman Center for the games. I mean, we had eight thousand, you know, for a Division NAIA school or whatever <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah,
3: yeah, um, that'll be interesting to see because those programs are definitely going in in Different, opposite yes, directions quickly. Um, yeah, basket Larry Krascoviac. I I was a little nervous. I've been a little, you know, because I I covered the basketball team specifically mm-hmm. last season and. Chris um, Koviac isn't the most exciting guy, you know. He's not the
1: not the friendliest
3: guy. Uh, not yeah, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. He told me to get him. He said, "Move it to me, once. <laughs> I <was> like,
3: oh. <laughs> nice. And you know, and so he's not the most exciting guy in the world. Um, so I was a l- I was a little nervous that guys weren't want to players weren't want going to want to come play for him because he wasn't exciting, you know, and and so forth. But he he's shown that he knows how to coach and and he is showing that he knows how to recruit too he has a
1: love for the game you see it mm-hmm. he's enthusiastic he's passionate players seem to listen to him yeah yeah you, you never see a kid well there's one kid that horses around too much in my opinion but oh yeah (laughs) uh, mr olson oh Oh, yeah (laughs) 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 calling people out (laughs) on all your radio (laughs) well why why wouldn't we
3: (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah he he he's chris goviak has shown that that he he knows how to coach and and knows how to recruit and and so utah basketball is is definitely on it on the rise and we'll we'll see where that clashes we we tournament football.
1: Bound this year Were we 60 what
3: a 67 si- now? 68 68? uh no i i still think maybe next year mm-hmm. pr- um probably more two maybe three years down the road see uh, i
1: think they're in i think we finished second
0: or third in the back 12 Really? Yeah. Bold statements from Sasha Bloom I'm not wrong, on old on radio stuff. claiming that the Pac 12 University of Utah Utes <laughs> are going to be ranked, what was that? Two or three. Two or three. In the Pac
1: 12? Really? Yeah. I wouldn't even, I bet we go second round in the NCAA tournament. No yes, way. Sir. I think that right kid is special. I
0: think he could be a one and done player. I really do. You guys know you heard it first here on <laughs> O.U. Oh, <yeah, baby.
2: laughs> that would be true. That <laughs> you heard it only here. <laughs> on <laughs> oh, yeah, <baby. laughs> well,
4: I'll make sure that this is cut and clipped
1: because <laughs> I will be uh, in March. Yeah. I'll be. You want to make a bet? Yeah. What do you want to bet? I don't know. A dollar. A dollar. <laughs> yeah. We should go to break here. We're over by nine minutes. Well, Let me ask you one more question, though. Yeah. Uh, how do coaches treat you? How is, are they kind to you as a journalist? Do the, the players respect you, um, as a student journalist?
3: Um, it, it's, it's an interesting. That's an interesting question. <laughs> I, I think players, for the most part, and and even a lot of coaches too, um, don't really remember. What organization you you work for? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, for example, so that's flattering. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? no, Internet no, no. It, it is good. Um, for example, I mean, and, and this is in no way to because I'm I'm not this good. Um, but <laughs> but uh, a basketball player saw me on campus uh, on campus a couple weeks ago, who I had covered last year, and, and he said, I thought you were a writer for the Tribune.
2: And so uh, for, the Salt,
3: for the Salt Lake Tribune. And so, again, that's not to say that I'm, you know, good enough to, to, to be there. But it is to say I don't know how much they pay attention um, to, <laughs> to, 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 to who you're writing for. You know, I, I don't think they kn- I think that some of the guys, like, do write for the Tribune. They might know who they are and what. But I don't think they're like, oh, he's just a student journalist, you know. And, and I don't think that's their thought. I don't. I'd be. St- I'm not even sure how many of the basketball team know my name. I have no idea. You know. <laughs> so so no. you're not <laughs> keeping
1: in touch with anyone uh, or anything. like that? Not,
3: not really. You know, I I, I know them, and so if uh-huh. I see him on campus, I'll be like, hey, you know, yeah. how's it going? You know, we're on, you know, we're on speaking terms, I guess. Uh-huh. But you know, and since I'm not
1: actually covering the team,
3: you know, any this year, um, it's.
1: So do you have a blog, or can the students here at the you only find you at the Chronicle?
3: Um, uh, me, me personally, I used to have a blog. I don't anymore. Um, <laughs> kind of.
2: Uh, You're busy. Uh, You're uh, busy yeah, man. yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I don't keep the blog as much, but you can read uh, our stuff in the sports in the crony. newsstands all around campus and, and, and then daily is We're online there. Um, and then follow me on Twitter.
0: What's uh, your Twitter uh, handle?
3: It's at Ryan W. McDonald. Yes, sir. R y a n w m c d o n a l d. And uh,
0: what's the Daily Utah Chronicle website?
3: It's dailyutahchronicle.com. Oh, nice! You actually got it. Nice. (laughs) You never know. You never know. People are poaching websites left and right. It's true. It's true. (laughs) They they snagged it before I got here. So
1: I can't wait to buy johnnymckean.com. Not gonna as get soon it. As that <laughs> laps, buddy. Not gonna get it. It's all It's not gonna lapse.
0: Even <laughs> if it does, I'll just buy SashaSucks.com. <laughs> <laughs> so there's already 17 of those out there, <laughs> yeah. sir.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seven languages. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, well, I guess we'll go to break. We have, One second. Yeah, sure. I appreciate you. I love your journalism. I, I respect the way you write. Keep in touch, and I wish you nothing but success, and I know that I'll be reading your w- words when I'm an old man. So <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks yeah. a million. It's been a blast. When you're
3: an old man. <laughs> 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 <a freak>
0: jerk. <laughs> All right, thank you.
5: This is Bob Bedore with Quickwits, Wits, and you're listening to KU Radio, the only real radio at the University of Utah. This is Chris Hollifield from the I Am Salt Lake
4: podcast, and you're listening to KU Radio. Hello, alien warrior comedian here. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. Hey, this is Matt Knutson, uh, and if I sound familiar, it's because you're currently listening to my voice. You can find me also here on Old Ute Radio.
3: My name is Brian Pope. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. What's up, boys? This
4: is Zach Arthur
5: from New School. Hey guys, this is Dwayne Perkins and you're listening to Old Ute Radio, you know it.
0: Hey, Johnny McKeon here and if you're interested in being a guest on Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. You should definitely hit us up at oluradio at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. That's M-C-K-E-O-N. You could also hit up Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom. That's B-L-U-M-E. Like always, you can find us Wednesdays from 2 to 5 p.m. on KUteradio.org.
2: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
0: And welcome back to Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me in studio, my friend, not yours, Sasha Bloom. We also have Patrick in my head. Is that your Twitter handle, That's Patrick? Right. Yeah, Patrick Ramirez. And we also okay. have Steve McAnally.
5: McAnally, perfect, Johnny. Yeah, I,
0: I've been practicing. <laughs> College paid off well. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, you guys?
4: Great. Thanks for having us.
5: It's going good. Yeah, it's nice to actually be up here at the U. It's good.
4: I was telling Steve, like, this whole student union is about better than the whole college I went to. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd
5: you
1: go?
4: I went to the College of Santa Fe. Nice.
5: I thought he was going to say the University of Phoenix starting tailback.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get accepted there, so I applied. It was my safety school. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I uh, went, went there and in like I, I think about five or six years after I graduated I think the school closed nice. <laughs> no, no joke it really closed they like higher education is not our thing let's move on they shut it up it's, in
5: the strip mall and put in a Ross dress for
2: less did it's a subway now nice <laughs> 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 so Students are working there. <laughs>
4: That's right. <laughs> I don't well. like the way this is started. Anyway. <laughs> so, so
0: Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Where are you from? How old are you? What are you doing?
4: I'm uh, I'm not from Salt Lake, originally. I'm from El Paso, Texas, and um, I'm 33. And uh, you know, I, I do uh, I do the comedy thing. That's my main goal in life. So, yeah, I like living here though. Salt Lake. It's like one of those places I sort of ended up sort of by by accident or by circumstance, and I I like it. It's a good town. There's a lot of good people here, and it gets a bad rap a lot of times. I got no complaints about the place at all. It's a good town.
1: I hear El Paso is a tough town to live in. I hear there's a lot of crime, a lot of—
4: No, it's um, not—surprisingly, you would think it would be because it's a border town. Mm -hmm. But every year, stats come out, not a lot of crime, very safe place to live. So I was telling someone— So it's like
1: an urban myth— then
4: I would say so you know I think maybe something that has it going for it is it's a big military town yeah you know so every time I come back there to visit I'm always surprised like oh yeah this is a huge military town Mm -hmm. you know growing up so it's weird I think around like five or six years ago when it was a big like drug cartel thing in Mexico Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of crime El Paso was not affected and also this was the time that like the uh, the economy went really really low El Paso was not affected because all the, the, like, people from Mexico were coming over and buying houses in El Paso. So the economy did really, really well or was really, really fine during that time of, of, uh, of like, that economic crisis. It's weird. It's a weird town. It does get that rap that was, like, dangerous, desert, border town. It's a great town. i got to say it's underrated. I grew up there. I lived there since I was 18, moved back, and uh, left when I was about 25.
1: Why would you leave? just to get to a bigger city or
4: um i was a i was a like a cyclist professional professional cyclist and i got a spot on a team that was based out of uh, park city uh, so how do I you become here. a professional cyclist you ride a bike sir <laughs> yeah you just ride it really <laughs> fast <laughs> or for really long that did you helps. just did you just have all the gear
0: and they're like yeah this guy works come on no, board no
4: it's um it's one of those things it is a weird sport especially in the us is you don't hear a lot about it but like Growing up, I was into sports. I always was on the basketball team and football team. And at some point, at about age 15 or 16, like 5'10 was my max. You know, I did not get past 5'10 and 150 pounds. You
5: could have started center for the Mexican National Basketball (laughs) Team.
4: (laughs) Mexican National Football Team. They got a good team this year, guys. Let's not sleep on them. (laughs) But, yeah, it's weird. Like, you grew up in the U.S., like, those are the sports you play <laughs> yeah. and you know and then like when I didn't wasn't good at those or you know just didn't want to do them anymore I uh, picked up like uh, cycling or mountain biking at the time and then that just grew and grew and I had a body type for it and uh, I just never stopped doing it like I went to college did it did it all through there raced and my goal after college was like no I'm done with college I'm just gonna travel and just race and make a go of it there and that's what I did up until I was about I would say about 25, I was like, this is a tough, tough life, you could bust your butt at it. And if you got a spot on a team, you could maybe make, you know, 25 grand a year, (laughs) you know, it's hard. It's a good part time job. (laughs) Yeah. And then not to mention, it takes up all your time living as a as a professional athlete. So um, at some point, I think a lot of writers like I got to get in school, or I got to get a job, you know, because this is a hobby. I mean, the top end guys, are gonna rise to the top and get a shot at going to Europe and stuff.
1: So you should have done steroids, bud. You should have lived strong and I should have shot yeah. up. I wish I could. every day I kick myself. Uh, like
4: I had access to a, I was in a border town. You know how much stuff I could have gotten. It yeah. all ended up just being recreational. So you, you could have wear- just rode your
0: bike over and back. <laughs> I might have done
4: that once or twice, by the way.
1: So you yeah. had to wear the spandex leotard suits that bike riders wear, right?
4: Yeah, you you wear that. It's not like a like a unitard or anything, but sure, sure looks like that. It's, it's, the re- <laughs> it's the required <laughs> outfit. <laughs> <It> <laughs> a little weird. It is strange. I mean, that's that's what I would get growing up. Is like, what's up with those tight pants? Yeah, you know, and, or like, why are you wearing socks over your shoes? You know, you I would get that all the time. Or the shave legs thing. So because you do up, have
1: to shave down, don't you?
4: You uh, – cyclists shave their legs typically, yeah. And it does – it's weird. It doesn't have – For
1: aerodynamics, right?
4: Well, it's weird. It's not really that. It's it's kind of like almost like a tradition thing. <laughs> I bet you it shave is. shave legs. It's a clean look. <laughs> it's – a lot of times you're like – it's uh, a like, oh. massage right after races and stuff. It's better for that. But it doesn't have a real functional sense to it. <laughs> so it's weird. <laughs> it's a little bit strange. Should to, they like, have
1: rules in America about – Weight distribution and bike biking gear, because I see a lot of grown men that are uh, yeah. about as fat as me trying to get into spandex. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. you probably should.
4: <laughs> There's a lot of spandex violators <laughs> out there.
0: Sasha, did you go to Sports Authority? At this point? <laughs> <laughs> did
4: they turn you away at the door. Like, Why don't you did. take up golf, buddy? <laughs> <and then laughs> the, the
5: top <laughs> half actually looks like one of those two scoop cones from Cold Stone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You need three wheels. You're too big. Yeah, how, about, <laughs> yeah. how about you start with a wheelbarrow? <laughs>
5: we'll work your way into
0: a bike. <laughs> you
4: start in the car following. <laughs> we'll call you if we need a Gatorade or something. That is funny saying that
5: when the older people get really into that. But it's no different than like these full-grown, 400-pound men wearing like a Kobe Bryant jersey. That's a good association. No. Yeah, I mean, no. It's, it's no different. Yeah, you make fun of the bikers because it's spandex. But I like to walk by. And I mean, I have jerseys, too. But I try to wear them in the privacy of my own house. Because I'm in my Thank 40s, you. <laughs> but uh, I do uh, you probably got a Karl Malone LA Lakers jersey. <laughs> no, I do not. I have a Kobe Bryant jersey. Thank you. But so I you do know laugh what's really at that. bad is
4: when you're a Karl Malone Lakers or Gary Payton Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Oster tag home jersey. Let's go as far as that.
0: So you're speaking <laughs> of sports. You're you're sadly an Oakland Raiders.
4: Right? Yeah, Oakland Raider fan since I was a kid. Yeah. So I started LA Raiders. Yeah. You know when I was you know a little kid, but yeah, I, I think like Oakland Raiders is my thing because they're so bad. You know it's like it's like you know like a culture to me. Like sports is a culture. It's like you just take your lumps and if you have a good year, you let everybody hear about it. Yeah. You have a bad year to be like, "Hey, what are you going to do? We had a bad year." Yeah. You know. Yeah. "Hey,
0: what do you do? We're the Oakland Raiders." Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> that, that, that's my
4: only like a uh, comeback with people who are like, you know, we'll talk trash. You'd be like, hey, we're supposed to be bad.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> four four and
4: six, we're doing all right, man.
0: Because I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm hap- really? I'm very pleased with how, you know, our last matchup. Nick Foles. Yeah. He's
4: playing good this year. I've yeah. had, I picked him up on fantasy. <sighs> I dropped points.
0: I dropped, dropped him <laughs> right him. before
4: it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Nick Foles. He's got an arm. He's slinging it. The offense is good, which is weird because they started out kind of bad. Yeah. The Eagles, like, their offense was not fast. They were only fast at, like, punting. He
5: actually <laughs> has, he has the highest QBR rating. Did yep. you read that today? Yep. That came out. He's the highest-rated quarterback if he keeps his Arizona, pace up. Arizona, right? He, if he keeps his pace up, it will actually break Aaron Rodgers for the quarterback rating for one full season, which is pretty crazy considering, yeah, you dropped him off fantasy. But yeah. Yeah. doesn't
1: he lose his job when Michael Vick is healthy?
0: <sighs> no. Oh, he, no, Vick is, is done. a $100 we'll million dollar player. Vick is done. This was his year Smart to prove money's it. Smart on him he's taking done. a back seat. Yeah. It's got to be. It's done. Now, this hurt. was his year to show, like, this is it, you know? He's done. He's mm. done. Yeah. I don't know. He's a
1: pre- He's got a lot of swag in locker rooms, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a backup. He's now. A Philadelphia killer. fans, I mean, that's has got
4: to be a tough growing up, too. Yeah. With Philly fans. Because they will outright seem like if they saw an athlete on the street they didn't like, they sound like they would, <laughs> that would beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: you been to a Raiders game out in Oakland?
4: I've been to two L.A. Raider games uh-huh. when I was a kid. So Those that's were like pretty
1: violent, too. The first stabbing I ever saw was at a Raiders game. I saw the first stabbing.
0: (laughs) The first (laughs) first one was like in the parking lot, so I didn't count. (laughs) The first and the third stabbing I've ever seen.
4: (laughs) We won that game, by the way. (laughs) We won the game and the fight after after I went for a while, or not for a while, for a couple years for my birthday, my parents would send me to an LA radio. That was like my present. Yeah. You know, and we all went one year and we sat in the cheap seats. Um, and, like, I never heard so many consecutive profanities <laughs> in a row. And, like, my mom was like, oh, we got to get him out of here. I was like eight. And, and my dad giggling. was like, it's part of the culture. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, you know that there was an Oakland Raider fan who would wear the Darth Vader yeah. stuff? Darth, Darth Raider. He, <laughs> he, um, he was in our area. And um, we would sort of look at him. We would cheer. And at some point about the third quarter, everybody got so drunk Someone threw up on the steps going up because this was in the Coliseum, and the Darth Raider guy slipped on the, on the and broke his leg. And paramedics came up to it, and like eight-year-old me was like, "This is awesome." No
0: wonder you're a Raiders fan. Yeah, I was always a Raider you're fan. You're a fan of the fans of Raiders. I'm a fan, like,
4: and I was joking about this earlier. I was like, "When did Oakland Raider?" like changing to Oakland Raiders equals Mexican. Yeah. Like, you know, like no other sports team has an a nationality. No. They really yeah. don't have
0: any. Yeah, the Mexican team the it. Yeah, they
4: claimed it. I think yeah. it's like the persona of the Raider, it's tough, yeah. it's West Coast. It's,
0: it's Oakland.
4: Oakland, you know. So I think that's part of it cuz you don't see any any essays in a in a San Fran jersey. No. You know, you'll see a couple of, you know, CPAs and that's about it. Yeah. But yeah, Oakland Raider fan Last good year we had was like 2003 ish. Tuck rule, Yep. Yeah. Tom Top Brady, eight. like yeah. I'll I'll lose sleep at that uh, about <laughs> that game at night still, because that was our ticket. That was John Gruden. We had good offense, super good defense, and then that was the ushering in of, of Patriots dynasty. Yeah, that was their first Super Bowl. Yep,
2: they beat the. Cheap uh, to win. I know. <laughs> I know we almost got them.
4: <laughs> almost got them. And also that game was interesting. That everybody you remember, that's a super duper snow game, right? And that was um, an East Coast game in New England. That was the late game. So this goes back to my whole conspiracy about NFL being anti-Oakland Raider. (laughs) Traditionally, East Coast games are the early game, you know? That was an East Coast game that started, like, at 6. So snow had been falling. If that had been done the early game, no snow. No snow. So that would have, like, allowed our high-speed offense to be not so inhibited by weather. So... I'm glad you brought this up. I'm going to lose sleep about (laughs) (laughs) this. My pleasure. Twisted the knife on this one on (laughs) me. Yeah, Oakland Raiders. We had some good times. So what got you into
0: comedy, man? Like, how Uh, did you end up there? You know, how do you end up being a comedian in Salt Lake City? From being a Raiders fan, from being a professional bicyclist?
4: Yeah. I I don't know. It's weird. I I think I had always liked it, and I had always wanted to do it for a while. I never knew how to do it, you know? I, I kind of, I guess I just imagined comic, famous comics you see today. At one point, they're like, I'm a comedian now. And they're like, right this way, sir.
2: You know, <laughs> that's kind of
4: like what I thought in my head. And I think I, w- I would listen to like radio shows and podcasts. And they had folks on there who were comedians. And they say, How are you, sir? I was like, Oh, just go to open mics. Oh, were you good at it? No, I wasn't good at it. But I kept at it. I kept at it. And I liked being around comics and I liked comedy and I kind of improved. That like clicked in my head where I was like, Oh, I could start off and I could sort of like, Try and get better at it, you know. And I could be around. It was it was kind of weird. It's almost it mirrors like cycling and racing. Yeah. If if I was to tell you, hey, I want to get into to racing, road racing, you would say go to races. Yeah. Go to a race. That's the same way of like like comedy. It's like, hey, I want to be, I want to get into comedy. Go to open mic. Go try it. You know, it's like, hey, I'm uh, I'm funny, but uh, I don't I don't know if I can do it. You're never gonna get good at it by talking about you and know, you go race. And if you take your lumps, if you do terrible, you go to another race, you know? So to, to some degree, it mirrors that very similarly, cause in road cycling or road racing, you're always traveling, you lose a lot. You know, you're, yeah. you're a 150 guy pack, you're gonna have 149 losers, wow. you know, but you like, yeah, I keep going, you know, I keep going. I did better than last time or you know what I'm working for a couple months down the road. So that's what I like about it, is you go and you just bust your butt and you take your lumps. You try and write something down and you try and convey that idea to a crowd. Oh, it's so hard. It's very hard. It's, it's so hard. That's right. the
0: hardest part It's just getting the audience to see what you mean. Yeah. You know,
4: And I think that's I think you hit it on the head. You're like, OK, I have a thought. All right. This thought it's, it's almost like very egotistical in a way like, all right, I have a thought. I want people to hear my thought. Put a microphone in front of my mouth, amplify my voice. Oh, and by the way, this is supposed to be funny. <laughs> it's so hard, you know, and you're like, this is not. I got to make sure this isn't tried or overdone. It's a really hard medium, and it's like the guys who are really good at it. Those thoughts never enter your head. You're just entertained by them. You're like, oh yeah, that's funny. I never saw him coming there, or going there. So, but yeah, I started going to open mics, and like instantly, I thought this is like a phase. I'll do this for a few times. I'll get it out of my system, and that'll be it. And I think the first. Time I went over my, I think I went the next five weeks in a row to the place that was having uh, open mics. Where'd, where'd you start? Uh, I started at the uh, Wise Guys Charlie Square. I went a few times to watch to like see like, if I could even be in this room. So did I, yeah. Yeah, yeah you watch and you're like, I gotta feel this out. And, and I was like, okay, next week I'm gonna sign up and I'll give it a shot. And I just, I never stopped going, you mm-hmm. know? And it became like, where, where else are there open mics? How do I get on more shows? You know, it just kind of spurred from there. So it's uh, it's tough. It's tough, but you keep going. You keep going at it. It's fun. And then every once in a while, someone will be like, hey, that was a good set, and that'll blow your mind. You'll be like, oh, it was? That was great. Thanks, man. I'm going to keep going, you know? So it's a, it's a tough medium, though. I have a lot of respect for, for folks who are super good at it, and I have a lot of respect for people who keep going. Yeah. Keep going at it. Names you've never heard of yeah. that have been on the road for 20 years. You'll be like, okay, there's some there.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: Most so. professional athletes are very competitive and they have to f- always in life find a place where their competitive drive can kind of get anchored or get focused. Does comedy do that for you? Does it?
4: Uh, I think so. I think it brings up a lot of competitive drive with people. For myself, it does. And I think you almost have to kind of put that a little bit backseat uh-huh. because you're in a Creative environment.
1: So you have to take your ego out of comedy. Is it, I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah.
4: Compared to other like comics, if you're like sitting in a room and you're like, this crowd is dead. I don't want to go up. Everybody stinks. And then someone goes up and does good, and you're like, oh well, screw that guy. Now I really don't want to go up.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got all their
4: laughs out. So I think you can easily get competitive, especially with like, there's only so many kind of weekend shows and things like that. And at some point, your mind is going to go. Hey, why, why, why that guy get that? Mm. You know, I think you really gotta put yourself out of that though. You gotta focus on, all right, I'm gonna do my thing. And when it comes, it comes. And if I stink, I stink. I think that's a big thing with new people is like admitting, like, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? well, it's there's nothing
0: worse than the guy who's like, that, I think that went pretty good after oh, just eating it the whole time. <laughs> they come up, yeah. they're like, hey man, I think that went really well. Hey man, can like, can I get yeah. a hard copy of that set? Like,
4: <laughs> I, there was how the it came off. Or there was a guy. Before the show, was talking all about, hey, I want to be, I'm, a, wanna, I'm kind of a Bill Hicks guy. You know, all the comparisons. Oh no. <laughs> and you're oh like, no. okay, and he was a nice enough guy. You're like, okay, he went up there and ate it. <laughs> Just like ate it. And you were like, every joke, you were cringing. You were slouching more in your seat. And then he came off and he was like, oh, it's some good stuff in there. Like, you <laughs> did not have good stuff in there. Can you say that?
1: <laughs> you? No, seriously. Like, do people give other comics constructive feedback or? Behind their back. Talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Steve about that. have been talking about huh, my back this whole time. Some
4: texting over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't believe they're interviewing this guy. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Ramirez, Patrick, who? Yeah. <laughs> Oakland Raiders fan. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's like any other work
4: relationship or friendship. There's some people that you can be very more, much more honest with, and some people where you're like, hey, good job. you know. So I think there's some of that. And there's definitely some people you'll take their criticism better than others.
0: I, I like I like if I see something good, I'll tell someone they did something good. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'll tell something someone I'll tell someone something bad if they ask, but they never ask. Mm-hmm. You know, they they never ask yeah. what went wrong with that. You Do know. Do you ever? Do I ever what? Ask people what went wrong. With me? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you?
4: Yeah, I, I think you you have to. It's it's a it's a kick in the teeth though, man.
0: Yeah, it's Where someone's tough.
4: like, hey, you really? They're like, Pat, you took way too many laps around that that CrossFit bit and i'm like oh really and that whatever feedback you get is is pretty 100% honest because yeah. they're they're hearing it for the first time and in your head you know you're like okay yeah i got this idea i got this that goes to here and you think it's good but then you say it in front of people and out loud and it doesn't make any sense hmm. you know so
0: that's why i record every set cuz i got to yeah. listen to it and i make myself listen to it what i do is i record it and then when i go home i make myself listen to it four times just mm-hmm. to get over that cringe cuz that's the worst part is re-listening, you yeah. know, just to, uh, I have a to me. why are we not playing this on the show? Because they're awful, because <laughs> <laughs> it's just what bad. You got some up in that.
2: Oh, I want oh you are not everybody. getting hands on any of my comedic I'll material i to talk bad. to your wife on that. <laughs> Ta- yeah, how hard is it to hear your own voice? I think that's yeah. one of, like,
4: life's major, like, slaps in the face is we hate, we all hate our own voice. Yeah. You yeah. know, I never heard anybody say, like, hey, I love to hear myself talk.
1: Oh, I do. I listen to mm-hmm. this show like seven times in a yeah. row. I've gotten used no, to it. I like, I like voice. listening to the idea of it, like mm-hmm. and learning how to be better. Yeah. Like learning how to get rid of your ums and butts and why yeah. do, why did you lose your train of thought there? What how could you have approached this question or interview better? Mm-hmm. So I, I I consistently listen to our show and it's long. That's yeah. good. You know, I don't get a three minutes to listen. I have to listen to, like, two hours and 30
0: minutes. Well, see, yeah, like, listening to the radio shows made it a lot easier. Yeah. You know, but also, also comedy is still different, though, because it's, it's – It's you. are putting something out there, and you're hoping it'll be good.
4: And you're, you're kind of, like, vulnerable, yeah. too. It, it's the incredibly best, vulnerable. The best stand-up, or at least in my mind, is when it's a narrative where the, the comic is, is honest. Yeah. You know, about, you know, a shortcoming or an issue, or depression, or whatever, is when they're taking you on that sort of journey of being very, very low, and if the crowd's not feeling it, or you're not, you don't, you do not want to be open, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be eight minutes into something that's taking 25, and you're like, they don't like this, yeah. you know, I still got to talk about this, 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 so, yeah, I think the, uh, the honesty of it is hard to it, because you, you got no, you got no safety net,
0: but what helps, though, too, is if, like, you have a bit you know it works and for some reason it doesn't land that night, you can go back and listen and be like, oh, I forgot to include this one word that just yeah. unlocks it all, you yeah. know? Like that one part of the premise, well, that one part of the setup that just completely opens it up. So it's good to listen, but it is tough. Yeah. It is tough It's hard sometimes. to hear your voice.
4: I mean, like, like, if I listen to my voice, I get mad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I sound like this? Yeah. Why didn't, <laughs> why didn't anybody tell me? Well, the acoustics. Why didn't you tell me? Does it does sound like this. The weird thing <laughs> is is
0: the acoustics is different when you hear it back because you're hearing your voice. That's good. I like, like that. Like this way. So it's, it's acoustically, it sounds differently when you hear it, and it sounds foreign, and it's weird because yeah. you, can't, you can't really hear your own voice, but then when you hear no. it, it sounds completely different. Yeah, I learned I, about that in seventh grade science. It's that's why it's, it's not with. very smart. <laughs> yeah, I,
4: <think laughs> I made a lot of paper airplanes in seventh grade, so
0: I'm trying to, trying to pull back what no, Miss Nichols right. taught me. I think
4: like, it's your voice, <laughs> when you hear your own voice, it's reverberating out of, say, your skull. Yeah. yeah. Something like that.
0: That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Yeah, so he's meeting yeah, me halfway. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. That a uh, back of arts really came through there. Yeah. Deep thoughts. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's also important when I listen cuz sometimes I'll listen it all depends on my frame of mind. If I know like if I did good, you know, mm-hmm. like then I'll listen to it and be like, "Okay, what did I do right?" But then listening to stuff when you bomb and it's like, "What did I do uh, yeah. wrong?" Cuz
4: you're nervous. You're watching yourself being nervous. Yeah. And you're watching yourself try to make little antidotes and that's hard. Well, it's also it's
0: humiliating to bomb. Yeah. It's tough. Like you feel so bad.
4: <laughs> like you just feel bad. Yeah, I feel like like sorry for the audience. I'm like, yeah. why did I subject them to that?
1: Yeah. Does it still happen even though you're? It idea. can
0: always happen to anyone. Any comic can bomb. It'll always. It's always there, just waiting. It's mm-hmm. always there.
4: Yeah, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a little bit of the drive to saying like, at least for myself, be like, if I don't prepare, I'm gonna bomb. Yeah. There's no, there's no. Uh, but there's no way it.
1: to get out of it. You can't just start telling a story. I think story the good. I think
4: people who are really good on the mic and really good on stage, uh, play with the bombing a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If something doesn't go well, they acknowledge that it didn't go well. You know, and, and that gets the crowd in, because again, you sort of opened yourself up to. Yeah, that did suck. You to, know.
0: To me, this is this is the best way I can explain bombing. Bombing is standing up there. You're holding water in your palm, and the laughs keep putting water in your palm but like the bombing is the like the water leaking through your fingers like you can't hold you know water in your fingers so like eventually you are just empty handed and you can't put the water back into your palm it's a yeah. horrible analogy <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, i've always imagined it i think it was it. sort of
4: like running uphill on a treadmill if yeah. you're at your pace and you're doing good you're in the middle of the treadmill you're doing good but then at some point you can't stay on there yeah you know and you give a little bit of a like a burst and you're like, oh, I'm good for 15 seconds, and then you're back off of it. So it's it's a no-win situation, but the guys who are good at it, like, can roll with the punches. You know, so they're they're not so invested in if a joke does good or bad, and has to do good, and it, and it, for them to get to hear.
0: You almost got to get comfortable with just bombing. You just yeah. got to get used to it. And just a, a, it's just yeah, you, you know, it's not your day. It happens. You know. Oh yeah,
4: for sure. Yeah. Not every set is going to be killer yeah you know you gotta i mean most of them are pretty mediocre when you're working up to your good stuff i mean you, you've practiced it a hundred times and you know that it didn't do good yeah. leading up to it so but I, yeah i think that's the the gist of it is you got material and you've got a stage presence you know you put those in together and that makes you yeah you know and then you're you're essentially you you want to be you up there and these are your ideas and you got to convey them So, yeah, it's tough. You're putting two different kind of creativities in there.
0: And both need to be equally strong. Like, you need to have your stage present just as strong as your material. Because, you know, like, one stronger than the other can carry you. But to be, like, a good comic, you got to have both.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you definitely do. And it has to be consistent. You can't do, you know, jokes about how you got bullied in high school for 20 minutes and then do a set on or immediately do a joke after how you don't like people at the post office and you want to punch them yeah you know you can't yeah. like we all do that
0: you got to be congruent with who you are
4: yeah yeah you're like what happened to the little the little kid who was you know all adorable now you want to punch people yeah you're yeah so yeah yeah it's the honesty of it again
0: steve what do you think about bombing
5: uh i don't think about it because it makes me cry at night <laughs> <laughs> i used to see <laughs> I, mean, I honestly I, I used to record every single set i did especially on open mics being new I would go home and first off, I wouldn't eat for like basically 24 hours because I was so worried about being on stage. And it wasn't that I was afraid of being in front of people. I was just afraid of the bombing aspect. The failure. Yeah. And and it was weird because I would sit and watch my, you know, watch back the whole three to five minutes that I was doing. And I watched going, oh, man, this is really horrible. I know why people don't want to laugh. You still get the pity laughs here and there. Yeah. And you kind of understand. You learn to roll with it. And then as you got more comfortable, you, you know, you still do it. But even now, I mean, I'll watch, I've been doing comedy going on five years. And it's even now watching my, my sets i can sit and watch and i can hear the laughter in the backgrounds but i'm watching the jokes that i'm telling i'm going that's still not that funny it can be better i know because i'm a perfectionist and i hate the fact when i sit and watch myself so i'll I'll watch it long enough to cut a you know a little small promo video out of it and that's about it but i will watch it over and over and it's basically like sticking needles and pins in my ears and eyes because i'm just because i know how much better i can do things but I still like to say it is cool getting the laughter. Yeah. But I hate it in the same breath. Yeah. You know, videos of watching watching stand up comedy on video. The only reason you should ever watch videos is because you are trying to improve yourself. Me personally, if somebody wants to, don't judge someone on their YouTube videos. Go watch them in person, man. It's so much better when it's actually live because you do get the human element and you can see how. You know, you can see the emotion on the face. I, you know, in a in a four D atmosphere rather than just the you know the flat screen computer monitor where you're already desensitized to all the violence and and crap that you see out there anyway. So if you see it live, it makes it even better. So it's it's a much better way to look at an actual comic.
0: Well, a video, it's still never an accurate representation of a comedian's act. It's just a moment. It's just that day. Mm -hmm. What you're Mm -hmm. seeing in any video that you see on anything, HBO, Comedy Central, that's how they were that day. Yeah. And, like, the difference between that is always – it's amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. And the
5: difference with what you're getting, like, even on an HBO or a Comedy Central special, you're getting stuff that, you know, you're like, well, wow, did you see this so-and-so comic insert, whatever famous comic someone knows? They nailed it perfect right on, which they did because you got the edited version. Yeah. You got every little misstep they could have taken. And don't get me wrong. Some of these guys have been doing comedy for years, can can do their uh, actual jokes in their sleep with no problems, exactly. no slip-ups. But you still got that edited version, and you know, and which is fine because I mean, and I do love comedy the same as Patrick. I love watching it too. It's great Mm. to watch, but personally, I like watching it in person better. You know, or I'd rather just listen to it on satellite radio because then when you can kind of still keep hearing it and going, and you can understand, you know, what they're doing. But like, yeah, the videos don't do justice for almost anybody. That's why you see these people with vines and Instagrams when they get all these thousands of hits, and these kids are hilarious. No, it's not. It's not funny. It's stupidity, and evidently we love stupidity. Mm.
4: Yeah, I so. think the live show is, is probably, like, the most purest form of it mm-hmm. because, you know, you're as the audience, like, you're kind of in there. You're in there with them, you know, and whatever happens, happens to it. So I think that's why like, the li- live, whether it be comedy or music, is always, you know, the, form, the art form that is the best. You know, like, like I think uh, if you watch, like, specials on Netflix or whatever, it never has the same pop. You know, it's like you that live performance. You're there, and if you're in a like comedy club and you're sitting anywhere near the stage, the the performer has made eye contact with you at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's its own thing, and that's what's and that's what's different yeah. about it. So if like anybody like loves comedy stuff like that and has never been to a live show, that's like 80 percent you've missed out on. Yeah. You got go to go a live show. It's fun.
5: Your cameras and your microphones will never pick up on. Everything that goes on the in there. Energy. I mean, yeah. yeah people yeah. say, "Oh, the, con- the the you know the camera don't lie." Well, it, yeah. When you're called busted on the job, it doesn't well, lie. People mm-hmm. get millions so
1: of dollars just to make a camera lie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're always incentivizing things on it.
5: But that live, like yeah. Patrick said, yeah, that that live look and feel right in there you know regardless of of where it it is and it's even the same as like stage plays and stuff i will have to digress on some of the music i would much rather hear it on a pre-recorded track because some of these people that are like in today's pop generation they're the auto-tuned and things like that when you hear them singing live about you either have to go to a country concert or a hard rock concert to actually get the real voice because everybody else seems to be auto-tuned and fed through it you know that voice boxes Mm-hmm. So that's that's the that's the only difference I would say on on that yeah. aspect. But seeing yeah, that got, live show is just got a lot of tech yeah. to oh, yeah. it
4: you know, whereas like uh, a stand-up show is a guy and a microphone. That's, you know, it. that's about it.
5: Yeah, so it the purity right there.
4: Yeah, that's what's cool about it, there's no effects when it comes to stand-up. It's just you, microphone, start talking. Mm-hmm. You know, and make it funny. Hold my interest for 20 minutes, 45 minutes or whatever. So, yeah, that's a you hear that and you're like, "Oh my god, that's tough."
0: Yeah. So you guys are still able to enjoy comedy despite being comedians. Because I hear that a lot. A lot of guys are like, oh, I don't watch this. I don't watch that. I've never understood that kind of thinking because it's like, how do you get better? Because, I mean, Kobe Bryant watched Michael Jordan. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, you got to watch the greats in order to get better. LeBron, he watched both of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand when other comedians say, oh, I don't watch comedy or I don't do this, like, or I don't watch other comics. And it's just like, but you're denying yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know. I
4: think that creative thing is is what trips people up. Some yeah, you know? some people. And we're all influenced yeah. by what we like. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you can't. But you got to know that going in. But like the sports thing, like you said, you got to get in the gym. Yeah. You got to go work out. You got and and at the end of your game or your performance or whatever, you got to be super uh, aware of what did not work. You know, like you get in a halftime, coach has. More negatives than positives most yeah. of the time. You
5: don't have yeah. a halftime in a live standup. No so. halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, hold on a sec. Let me go back out and retell that joke. We're gonna <laughs> move. We're gonna move the joke to the left yeah. side this time. We're gonna <laughs> go body wishbone yeah. left. You and, know, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. You
4: it's really a, slacked in that Coors Light bit, Steve. Yeah. Exactly. Come it's out gotta, with some energy. <laughs> gotta be something <laughs> a little different. I,
5: if you could do that, that would that would be great. But I think a lot of people, when they say they don't really watch comedy, I think they're I don't think they're totally fully honest with it. But I I, I think everybody will watch it to it. An aspect I watch it a little bit different, I think, than a lot of other uh, local people because I watch the I watch a lot of the crowd reaction because I listen to the comic because basically I wish I could split my eyes in two because I will watch the comic out one eye and the crowd out the other side because with when you produce and, and uh, bring on shows that's I kind of watch it a different way because I want to know who the crowd really likes. Yeah, you were saying that. I never really thought to look at the and so the I, crowd. I I start watching the crowd more than I watch the performance because I but I can still hear and see the performer. And then I start watching the crowd, going, "Wow, this this person's really cool." That people like it, you know, regardless of what I find. If if the person, if I think the person is really funny or not, when I'm producing or directing a show, I'm looking at it, going, "Hey, they like this guy." That's, you know, that makes me makes me want to use him more because people really like him, whether I find their humor funny or not. It's totally irrelevant, you know, because comedy is so subjective, just like music. I had to argue with some kid today about. How he told me Taylor Swift is horrible and this and that, and I'm like, really? I'm like, "Uh, you can you you can hate him, you can hate her all (laughs) you you want. She's making a lot more money than any of us. All right, hold on a second. Oh, okay, we got to bring Sasha into this one. Okay, okay, (laughs) Sasha, I didn't want to step on Patrick. Let's go. (laughs) No, I I can't stand
1: Taylor. I don't see the (laughs) humor in her. I don't see the talent. She's not a comedian. Why are you looking for humor?
4: (laughs) No talent at all, though. You don't think she has some? the, the talent
5: the talent to what I'm saying is the girl writes basically 90% of her songs regardless of whether she broke up with a guy to write him or not you know but when it comes to she can actually put There's the music on time. and do it
2: there we okay. go look at that well, this, sure. is good. this is a good song.
0: I love this song this my jam. <laughs> I, it's disgusting <laughs>
4: <laughs> it, it, I think it's it's we've done this break before but it's not, just do you not like the music or do you like not like her because I can see the, oh, she's, the music argument. She's gorgeous.
1: She's pretty. Yeah. I'd marry her. No, right. Oh, really? <laughs> her <laughs> bank account? You did, a one, you did a 180 on no, it. I, I hate her, but I, I wouldn't marry her. I don't I, don't, I don't. I think she has a nice voice. But it's right. auto-tuned. Uh, there's, you can hear the manufacturer. Oh, turn it up. I don't know what's
4: happening. I never heard anybody say, like, I don't like this. this no. But turn it up. <laughs> That's and, my jam.
1: Turn it up. I, I, I don't like the production in any of this type of music. Can they be talented? Yeah, but n- she doesn't have what Diana Ross had or Aretha Franklin or. Uh, You're about like Holliday. two of the best
0: soul like singers, hey, three of the best soul music singers music. Ever. If it's right. good,
1: then it's good. And I don't, I can't put this into that category of
0: great musicians. But that, you also, you also just compared her to a soul artist, though she's country. This Please is pop. not country. Music. No, this, this yeah, I would a say pop. a very loose use yeah. of the term yeah. country,
4: but it sounds like you are not liking the genre music. Yeah. So yeah, I d- by this token, like a lot of other singers go in here. So I'm like pop. Yeah. Pop is very disposable. I get that. Yeah, but that's like yeah. g- I
5: grew up in the '80s with all the one-hit wonders, and a lot of those things. That it's funny is because. People, like kids in this generation, love all those one-hit wonders that we grew up on. And it is funny because most of them disappeared because it was disposable music. Yep. But that's kind of what's going to go on again. The difference fun. being I would say it so is. Fun. It's just fun yeah. music that's in passing. It's kind of like when you're watching a movie and you all of a sudden fall in love with that song because it's like, oh, it's part of the movie. Yeah. That artist may not be the greatest, but they're still an artist. Karate Kid,
0: Banan- you're the best. Banana exactly. Yeah. Remember when he goes
4: to high school And they play Uh Bananarama (laughs) First time I I heard that song I was like Karate Kid's playing somewhere Nice (laughs) Oh yeah
5: and yeah. I like the fact that all my '80s pictures actually. When I started, when I got married, I looked like the bad kid off <laughs> of <laughs> Karate yeah, you do. Kid. You do look like Johnny, <laughs> and <laughs> it is <Yeah>. somebody's sleeping
4: like <laughs> Johnny. I always get people telling me that.
5: Now. <laughs> and now it. he's on. Now he's on uh, How I Met Your Mother. It's is even he? better. Yeah, wow. he's been on there the last this he's, season.
4: That guy's been around. That yeah, guy's he's, made quite the career for himself. I think.
5: Yeah, for being the '80s bad kid. Yeah, and I think he was in him.
4: several movies, and he was always the bad guy. He was. It's always like the rich, snotty.
5: How how rude is that? Your blonde-haired, blue-eyed, all-American. Perfect looking child Aryan And the, the <laughs> Aryan Brotherhood kid But That's they right. make him The bad guy yeah. Way to go Hollywood Karate Wood. Kid was from <laughs> other side of town
0: man. I guess so All man. he did was Make my name awesome So I thank him for that Yeah You, you know? brought up
4: Two <laughs> like subjects Raiders and Karate Kid That I could spend A day and a half I'm talking I've watched The Karate Kid A hundred times Nice. Oh, and, so good. and could recite Recite it to you, you know And to the point Where I have my own Questions about it Like if I could Sit down the characters The mom especially Daniel's yeah. mom Be like What happened to the dad have you, Where's the death?
5: Have you watched? How the, did you grow have up? Have you watched that movie? Oh, actually, recently, have you? Yes. Watched? Probably within
4: the last all year. Yeah. Have them. you? Yeah. Do you know yeah. the the it hardest. Was all three of them uh, around the other day. Well, I On have today. an 11 year
5: old son, nice. so I had to educate well, I'm, him. I'm glad you let him watch <clears> that one and not the Will Smith. Uh, i made him watch that before watch that we
1: watched uh the will smith oh. one because oh okay
5: the only bad thing i hate about i mean i really do love the karate kid movie but you go back and watch it the acting on there was just barely above 70s porn actors. <laughs> <star. laughs> there the was, acting was really really bad and it's funny because i mean and, and i hate to criticize any other person in the entertainment industry because i mean i'm sure i'm, I'm a lot of yeah. people criticize me i'm sure which is fine but it is kind show. of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I of course. I but but you but you. you <laughs> you're gonna do check it. out Steve Zalata
4: from the window. I go outside and pretend I just showed up. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: but it
5: is funny that uh, you know the, the what you watch the movie and it is one of the coolest movies we grew up with. But yeah. if you watch the acting of it, you're going, oh, it's actually pretty bad acting. <laughs>
4: It's pretty bad,
5: but but, it, but I love the show. It's, it's a great. cool show. It's
4: great, yeah, because it has a great story. It's cool. It's fun. It's very '80s mm-hmm. to it, you know. And you like root. It's the underdog. Oh you yeah, root for the, the poor kid underdog who had all the kids have motorcycles. He has a bike. I know. You know, See? you can't you can't like go the other way on it. It's a great movie, but it does have bad acting. My favorite character though in the movie is the friend he makes at the beginning, yeah, I was Freddy gonna, Fernandez. Yeah, what happened to that kid? He just disappeared. He ditches him. He totally ditches him. When he gets his, 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 butt, his kicked. butt kicked yeah. on the beach by Johnny, he's like, nah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you rap. said you knew karate. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and then Freddy's friend's like, hey, where'd you find this guy? They turn on him like that. And like the school year hadn't even started yet, and Daniel Russo. Has alienated his first group of friends.
0: Well, I, I bet he was just embarrassed because didn't he get knocked over? But when he kicked the door, yeah, like, kicked the door. <laughs> and, <laughs> he went, and I and got, got my already, butt kicked by this
2: guy. <laughs> I
4: That's I right. You know you've watched a movie way too many times. When you start rooting for the bad guy, yeah. I've watched <laughs> uh, Karate Kid so many times where I start to hate Daniel LaRusso. I'm like, this is all your fault, Daniel. Oh, he's all. You're a jerk. Please <laughs> miss it. the crane kick. Yeah. Please <laughs> miss it just once. Yeah, you're like, this is why. Like when he he does the Halloween thing and he pours the hose on their heads, he's like, all right, here we go right now. So Daniel LaRusso, he's like, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Which, by the way, I don't want to go to the Halloween uh, dance, Mr. Nagi, because I want to be an invisible man. And then Mr. Nagi says, i got a costume for you. And he gives him a shower curtain, Yeah. arguably the most visible costume you could have. <laughs> Terrible you know, to dance in. <laughs> and he's just standing there. And then he sees a chance to mess with his buddies, which, by the way, just got his butt kicked, and he's just on level terms. Yeah. Let me pour water on your head while you're rolling a joint. Which, yeah, by the way, I didn't know joint? he was rolling a joint. Yeah, was I was going to
0: say, I didn't know that until I rewatched it. I'm like, that's a joint. Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be a ninja. Like your body is a temple. (laughs) (laughs) You really are. You play by your own rules, Johnny. (laughs) And I was rooting
4: for the Cobra Kai. I was like, Daniel Russo needs a butt kicking. This kid needs a butt kicking.
0: It would be pretty cool to be part of the Cobra Kai. You yeah. know, like the black with the sleeves off. You Sleeveless know?
4: geese. Yeah. Dan Russo's like in an oversized karate <laughs> jumpsuit. Yeah,
0: a karate kick costume. Yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, so I root for the Cobra Kai in some instances because Dan Russo is pretty much the cause of all those those butt weapons. Yeah. You know, pours the water on their heads. And uh, Johnny was like the steals their girl. By the way, oh, yeah. Yeah.
5: The, the the perfect Southern California uh, beach, com- beach yeah. guy. You know, I mean, it was like the perfect look. Could not be more fish out some, of water for Daniel. Oh, no. he should have had the ocean Pacific corduroy, low rising, the body gloves, or, 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 or body glove shirt, yeah. sure, any of that. What, hey, what I did, grew up wearing that stuff, man. <laughs> whatever happened to Johnny? Do you think he went to college? Do you think like
4: he just question. kind of disappeared? I
0: like right?
5: I think he was actually flipping burgers at Chili's. Yeah, yeah. That because oh, remember that like, he turns
4: hurt. Johnny yeah. turns and he says like like good job yeah. after the first one so like his his character even has an arc. Yeah. To it. Do you remember the second one? If, oh, I, were to go, if yeah. I were to go really deep, here's my biggest problem with the Karate Kid movies. The second one starts with them exiting the uh, the tournament, right? Yeah. And then John Kreese confronts him, and uh, he's John Kreese. With, you are a John fan. Kreese, <laughs> yeah, yeah. John <laughs> Kreese. He was a Cobra Kai's uh, dojo <laughs> master. So he confronts him, and uh, and uh, I think Mr. Miyagi gets him in the lock, right? Yeah. He punches out the windows. Yeah. I'm sure i gets sure I him in the lock. And he says, like, mercy's for the weak, and he's got the karate chop, and he's about to chop his neck, and he honks his nose. He yeah, yeah. Honk. And Danny <laughs> Russo goes, hey, you could have killed that guy, couldn't you? And he's like, I, well, why didn't you? How, murder? Yeah. How about murder? <laughs> what that whole movie for? Yeah. <laughs> like that, you're like, why didn't you kill a guy?
0: Yeah. You should have swept the leg. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, yeah. you know
4: that first movie? Why didn't you go kill people?
0: Didn't Johnny try to stop? Mr. Crease, uh, yeah. also yeah, 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 was, yeah, Johnny was
4: a good guy. After that's that. right. That's why I like the movies. The characters have an arc. and you know, they're not all bad. They should have
0: teamed up in like the fourth one, third That'd one. That would have been cool. The third yeah. one, that was yeah. a mess. That was a big mess. That was a
4: mess. They could not have gone more to script with the greasy, like toxic waste businessman. Oh, was yeah. that
0: the one in uh, Okinawa? That was no, the second one. The second third one.
4: one, they come back.
0: They come back from Okinawa. He's gotten dumped twice now by every girl. (laughs) That's another thing.
4: Daniel Larusso's history with women is horrible. Yeah. Well, look at him. Hold a girl. (laughs) He's (laughs) a mess. That kid's a mess, man. But
1: my favorite part of the whole movie series was watching him work. Yeah. Yeah. The montage, like the whole wax on, wax off thing. Mm -hmm. That was great.
4: Yeah. Those were great. I love how Daniel Russo got, or Ralph Macchio got a little chunkier in every movie, too. <laughs> yeah. his pa- they didn't change his pants. They kept him even the same pants. He just drank a little he bit more. He got a little bit more chunky and a little more ADD yeah. throughout the series, you know? But that is a great series. Yeah. Like, it, it And it holds the test of time pretty pretty much. I mean, it has some bad acting. But I could watch that today, and it's not like it's dated yeah. or anything. So. Oh, it
5: is when you look at the mom jeans that they're all wearing.
0: <laughs>
4: the jeans, <laughs> the clothes, the cars, <laughs> the Pontiacs. Even the car was old back then. In the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like how uh, Dan Russo finally gets the girl and go, gets her to go out on a date, and he takes her to an arcade. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> like sixteen-year-old kid, let's go to an arcade. And yeah. Show this lady a good time. That was the
5: coolest thing go back in the '80s because at the Crossroads Mall downtown, which is now where City Creek and stuff yeah. is, yeah, they used to have the the gold mine right there that would actually border right out the back of the Marriott Hotel that's there. So yeah, you'd arcades. have it was just a nice big huge arcade, dude. That is the total '80s. I, I know draw a were decade little behind me. No, back like I was a kid. Yeah, well in the, the 80s. in the eighties I didn't I didn't start driving until the end of the eighties. So uh-huh. yeah. So I mean you're talking those arcades were, you know, anywhere for kids from we didn't have Xboxes to sit around and then, you know, fight with our brothers and sisters. We did yeah. have Pong and Atari you go out. And, yeah, so we actually had to go out. So if you paid a quarter for a game, you know, you hopefully you were good enough that it lasted longer than thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. And I
4: remember there'd be always one guy at an arcade who was like the guy. He was the pinball and wizard. Yeah. If, if you would ever gather around oh, and yeah. watch him play, and he'd get all sweaty in the armpits, mm-hmm. you know? That's I like I that that,
5: that. Who, the Who song, the pinball wizard. Yeah. If you sit and <laughs> listen was really to a lot Pac-Man. of that stuff, yeah, you there is that one guy in that that arcade.
0: The, 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 the worst guy. thing, the worst thing about the arcade was always that the moocher. That one guy was like, hey man, let me get a life. Yeah. Come on, dog. Get a life. Yeah. Let me get a life, dude. Come I on. Had a, I had a friend who you would
4: instantly start playing and be like, You want me to beat that for you? Let me yeah. just beat the game for yeah. you? Why? Can I play? Yeah. I can, yeah. I I can beat game. Blanca, man. It's yeah. really easy. Yeah. All yeah. Games so, he would undermine your confidence, dude. be like, Oh, game's so easy. That hey, level's so easy. Hey, Patrick,
5: Patrick, you don't mind if I do that joke for you, right? <laughs> 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 Let me do that joke for you, okay? I know I can discuss CrossFit better. I, I, come on. I'll show, you, I'll show you how it's done,
0: Pat. All right. We're going to go to break. When we come back, you're going to get a lot more of this. this. This is Chris Burbank, Chief of Police for the Salt Lake City Police Department. You are listening to KU
4: Radio.
5: Hi, I'm Kim Fisher with ABC4Utah, and you're listening to KU Radio.
1: man. In case you missed out, this is Old Ute Radio with your humble hosts, Johnny McKeon and Sasha Blake.
0: down a notch just bring it back to you guys <laughs> with me in studio we got <laughs> sasha bloom Why do you we got put this fire out man <laughs> <laughs> we got patrick McAnelli. <laughs> <laughs> no we, we didn't procreate yet okay. <laughs> right. a patrick McAnelli would
4: that, be the most you weird, know what's the weirdest okay, name you ever okay, heard
5: okay actually you want to know what's funny go google that except instead of the e in my name put the a in there he was a former kicker of the cincinnati bengals during the 1980s really patrick McAnelli? yeah Barefoot kicker? 80s uh, kicker? I don't think he was. There weren't a lot of those. No, I don't remember if he was or not. If he was, then I, I actually did kick footballs in high school. So Really? I've you did? You were the kicker? Soccer yeah. style or straight on? No, soccer because I didn't know. The the, the the straight on toe kickers went out of business in like the like late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Yeah. So by the time I got into high school, I graduated in 91. So by the time we got in there, yeah, they started realizing using soccer players was the best way to go.
0: Dude, soccer players make the best athletes. Period. Like when I played rugby, we'd recruit a soccer player; he'd beat all state next season, just because they're just they're really? they're just so talented. You're yeah,
5: constantly running and using your legs for everything you yeah. do. You're so yeah. fit. So. You're not afraid of contact.
0: Do not think gymnasts are better athletes? Uh I I meant like all around, but like for physical perfection, I think gymnasts are definitely up there, because I know like like UFC fighter George St. Pierre, he trains in rings because of that exact reason because yeah. he he wants to be able to throw around a 135 pound guy so he uses all of his body weight to train so yes uh gymnasts are the best but like for all around but i think for like for sports i think like a soccer player like they they make the adaptation so much easier
1: i haven't yeah, heard the argument think. of nba athletes being the best athletes in i America. wouldn't say that
4: you don't think so nba i would say if anything nba because of the coordination Yeah, Yeah, but the coordination on theirs is
5: a lot of the upper body. You do have the feet, you know, with the crossovers and everything like that. But when what what Johnny's talking about is when uh, your feet are involved, you're using your ground, basically your body, your core, is used more in soccer. Yeah. The other thing I'll tell you with being – a, a soccer player—they're also some of the best dr- drama people in the world. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say this is what mean, loses soccer it might for me go every the time. Rest of it. Yeah.
4: Is is that stuff when they fall down and then as soon as no one's looking, they're fine. Yep. Oh, exactly. That's what'll lose me on soccer every year. Bring the stretcher
5: out and to seeing—that's even the funniest part. Like when we're going back to with comics, not being able to watch other comedy or anything else. Even growing up playing soccer, I played it most of my life. Unless I was playing, I wouldn't watch it. And then as I got older, I never watched it at all. I couldn't care to watch it as long as yeah. if I was playing. It was great. And then I, I went about 10 years with never having anything to do with it until my kids started playing. And then all of a sudden, I started coaching them and getting back into it. And if they were playing or I had a vested interest, great. People would give us Real soccer tickets when they were playing up here at Rice. And it's crazy. I would just give the tickets away. I'm like, yeah, you want them here. Yeah, because it's just not – I don't really want to go watch them.
0: I understand that. Like, I was a big rugby player. That was, like, my sport, you know. And it's it's tough to keep up. Like, I don't know. Part of me just because I miss it so much. That's kind of more the angle, I guess. I don't know. For you, do you miss playing soccer?
5: Or I miss playing it, and I actually the coolest part is being even as young as I still am, and even though I'm more of a shape of round than being in soccer shape anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't call you soccer <laughs> <it's>, shape. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> actually go shape. easy on the shape. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did just play a uh, an, a full indoor season on my son's team because my son nice. got a, a had an indoor team going up in Woods Cross and it i there was maybe one or two people older than me in the entire league everybody else was between about 18 and 24 25 years old it was it was still fun i had a good time i actually scored some goals played good and lasted the whole season and you know being on the field it was great it was the end of the game after on the drive home where it really hurt and it showed (laughs) and it it showed my age but of course in front of all the other kids like yeah great game great game you know and as soon as you get back in the car to drive home, you're just kind of, oh man, that hurt. And my wife's like, yeah, I told you you're an old man. <laughs> I'm like, well, but it was, it was still fun. I, I do miss playing the game, but we all do. You know, I mean, I miss, yeah. there's a lot of things you miss as you reminisce, but I think being a competitive athlete that I was too, same yeah. as like Patrick, I guess if you consider bike riders athletes, competitive you do have that competitive nature, and so yeah you do find other outlets just to kind of keep yourself entertained to what you're doing and I think that's pretty much where my my focus is is doing comedy to to kind of keep it going, keep it's, that juices rolling
0: that's kind of one of the things I do like about comedy is like you you can always keep doing it yeah, you know no matter how old yeah. you get, no matter if you tear your a c l you can still do comedy oh, you're exactly. always going to
4: have a new perspective, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, you can, and then you know I guess then if you if you do lose a leg or something, you can use that to joke with, huh, Patrick?
4: (laughs) Yeah, do what you gotta do. That's what I say.
5: Yeah, do whatever it needs to.
2: Yep. What are you doing i trying to get here. comfortable. I think Johnny's <laughs> took his pants off. <laughs> he's taking his jacket off. Glad there's a counter in between us. i have got His
4: socks <laughs> just just came off and the lights went down right
0: now. Welcome back to a little year. <laughs> 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 we're
5: going to do it a
0: little smoother. Right we're going uh, yeah, to yeah, get the slow jams coming <laughs> on
5: now. Right. He's going to play Keith Sweat or something yeah. in the background. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Throw on some Usher. In a, in a booth. <laughs> some Genuine. Yeah, he's already yeah. locked the door. It's like on those gas station doors where they lock the criminals and patrick we're, we're done man we're, John,
4: both these guys are bigger than we are we'll throw my phone through that window right there
5: um so you got a show coming up right i've actually wow these last the last three months for me have been extremely busy for comedy wise and which has been really nice uh yeah actually friday night i'll be in idaho falls of all places so I'm I'm excited for that. There we go. (laughs) We're gonna ride that pony. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Friday. Friday night. I'll be in Idaho Falls. It'll be the first time I'm actually performing in in front of a lot of my family because it's actually the state I was born in was Idaho. Oh, okay. And but we moved to Utah. I grew up here in in Kearns after we moved here k-town k-town uh-huh. baby but uh it, it's it, it'll be kind of interesting <laughs> going there's nowhere else i want to spend on earth and southeastern idaho and in november december <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know when it's nice and cold but it's it, it may be one of the only times i get to actually be you know where my fa- where a lot of my family that i don't see very often can come and, and hear some of the profanities <laughs> and disgusting <laughs> vile degrading it's words that i like to say yeah and so hope you know they'll they'll make it out at least and do you do you consider yourself a dirty comic? No, I consider myself honest and open. Nice. Yeah, I don't really consider it dirty. I mean, I have jokes that that are dirty and can be considered disgusting and whatever people get offended by. Some people are offended by a Macy's catalog with underwear in it. Mm. You know. So, do I really Keep care? Keep talking, Steve. <laughs> <to eat>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> hold on. Can we play that song again? <laughs> Just take my earphones off. <laughs> i right. in the corner. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Keep talking about this
0: magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so you, what's your favorite issue my, let me see
5: may it's got to be at least in you know late That's 90s or early 2000s when they actually discovered razors <laughs> <laughs> but it is uh, i don't yeah i would never consider myself dirty and do i have some that you know that people cringe at of course i do if you keep people on your edge and, and kind of keep them going but i don't go over the top to offend people you know, I guess I really could. The only time I want to do that to go over the top and offend is if we're in a group at a bar just laughing and joking off stage just to see how wonderful uh, we can push that envelope <laughs> to people. But yeah, that the old uh, the whole Penny or Macy's catalog of underwear. <laughs> a, lady told me a, a lady told me a story that she had a Victoria's Secret catalog that was unfortunately delivered to her next door neighbors. And it was meant to come to her. And, of course, evidently, Victoria's Secret, it's it's still wrapped in some kind of a wrap, a brown wrapper or something. <laughs> I don't heard know.
1: That. I used to steal those from my mom, like, when they would come in the mail. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, evidently, this next-door
5: neighbor brought it back, and she chastised this woman. Keep in mind, this lady's a 50-year-old woman. And, you know, her 35- or 40-year-old prudish neighbor had to bring it back to her and chastise her about about the where she's going for you know looking at this magazine or buying clothing out of there and i'm going oh gee i'm like, <laughs> I would, I was like where do you live can i go sell her something <laughs> like, it's, i mean p- some people i mean it's it's amazing what they find a fancy life is so much beautiful just open up and relax let it go man you know it's not it does it affect you no there's a lady hoarding kids <laughs> like Ariel Castro in her basement I don't think so she's buying dirty underwear from Victoria's <laughs> Secrets mm-hmm. you know so that's that's the that's the issue I get but it's neat to see how
1: far we've come because Lenny Bruce you know used to get arrested all the time yep. for oh, yeah for never so. I mean for talking for yeah for, for yeah, barely being racy in terms oh, yeah. of what we today I mean, Howard Stern's been arrested Carlin
5: mm-hmm. All, there's been a lot of them that, yeah. that have and when it comes on to the whole freedom of speech act it is kind of funny how certain people react about it i mean if you're in the if you're in the situation where you can have that freedom of speech if you're in a comedy club or in a bar and you want to talk and be open with it great i mean i don't i don't proclaim people to run down the street and you know and yell out random profanities at people however it is fun I just don't, you know, you, that's not really mm-hmm. what the Freedom of Speech Act is too, but it's the same thing as people that try to inflict their freedom of, of speech slash religion onto someone else. You know, there, there is that freedom that you have to sell it, and there's that freedom that I have, you t- I can give you the middle finger and walk away from it because I don't want to hear it. But that's why we also have that freedom to change the channel on a, on a radio station or on a TV station or not go into a movie because it has a rating you don't want to see.
1: But it's tough, I mean there's a big national argument going on the last couple of weeks Uh, With regard to the incognito Martin drama with the Dolphins. Thank you
5: for bringing that up. I'm a very big Miami Dolphins fan. I hate the Raiders, but I'm a Dolphins (laughs) fan. I knew it. And it's
4: uh, it's not even,
5: I don't even hate the Raiders. I like your new mascot. (laughs) Yeah, what's up with those new uniforms? They look like the Tecmo Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) It's so (laughs) bright, man. As long as they win, I don't care if they're wearing pink with polka dots and pasties. I could care less what they have on. (laughs) Yeah, that will be a great team. You know what's funny is, I mean, Playing on a team sport like that, whatever none of us know what happened in a locker room, but if you've ever played on a team sport where you are with each other, you know, doing two a days, three a day practices and whatever and traveling with these players. Any of us that have ever played competitive like that, you know what we all say to each other. Yeah, locker room. It's been going on yeah. for years and years and years. And do does it make it right the things that were said personally? Who knows? Do we know? I mean, Richie Cognito is is known as a jerk. I mean, he's been known as a jerk ever since he came into the league a long time ago before the Dolphins even picked him up. Uh, does is Jonathan Martin maybe have, you know, some sensitivity issues? It's a possibility. You never you never know. So for a lot of us to know what was going on in the locker room, I don't know. It it does suck to watch both players kind of get thrown under the bus and both players will probably never play in in the NFL again, honestly, cuz Jonathan Martin will probably be run out of the league because of the fact of of if people know he can't take that in the locker room they're not going to bring him in there because yeah, he's, he's a, a good yeah, yeah he's he's no, a good the they'll treat him like. well did yeah, you hear yeah. the
1: new thing that came out it wasn't him that really it was his mother it was she's his a mom. she's a professor at harvard and she took the phone record or the phone message off of his phone and then sent it to the media
5: oh nice yeah that that part <laughs> i didn't that part yeah, I didn't yeah that's hear, the new scoop yeah, but when it – I mean, but a lot of it when it comes with that, I mean, especially now, wow, mom got involved, huh? Yeah. Mm. Better eat your campbells, yeah, Chunky! Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those – I mean, you're, you're playing a manly sport, and don't get me wrong, and those, those players in the NFL are big and strong, and that's – they're a violent group of people. Yeah. That's what they do. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of them could be really nice people and everything else, but that is the nature of that beast of that sport, and that's basically – That's as close to legalized gladiator fighting as we can have in the United States. And see, that's where all
1: this PC problems come into is because unlike hockey or UFC, Mm -hmm. the NFL brands themselves as a PG family friendly thing. Yeah. Where they want every grandmother, single mom, child to watch the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then when these these gladiators, these type of people make mistakes – the whole world goes in uprage because they're being told it's a PG show, and uh, it's a hypocrisy. Oh yeah, and of it, course, it's disgusting. It yeah. is, and
5: then well, and then when they throw you know horrible halftime shows to make sh- at the Super Bowl yeah. to make sure everybody gets on there, and Janet Jackson <laughs> has her wardrobe malfunction, <laughs> you know, then they all go crazy like, oh my goodness, yeah. what can happen? But yeah, I mean, you, you're paying these guys to get out there and just beat each other's heads in sure. senseless. And don't get me wrong, I mean, you watch a good hit. There's not one player in the NFL or even in any of the college football that, that get out there and hit another player and want to hurt him. Oh, want. I, I disagree with that. No, no, they want to hurt him to the fact that meaning like, yeah, I nailed you good. They never want to see him hurt him bad enough to where they're done playing ever. You the know, career. What I mean? You don't yeah, want. you never want to see. it. You want to see like, somebody put a nice, solid lick on someone. Where I mean, you you cleats up on them and they're laying back on their back. You do want to see that.
0: Like like mm-hmm. when Lawrence Taylor, who the injure? He, he busted Joe, Joe Seisman's leg. There you go. Yeah. Football. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you're saying that they don't want to do that.
5: I don't. I I don't think any of these players really want to see in, in them actually. I mean, granted, inside physically, their mind, they might want. I'm gonna kill you, man. I'm gonna get you, you know. And they're gonna come across, but. Uh, deep down, I guarantee, I guarantee, him because of the nature of the sport, yeah, that's that's their game time emotion. But when like that happened, because I mean, but I grew up watching Lawrence Taylor, yeah. and he, the dude, was a great player. Yeah, I mean, amazing. wow, mm-hmm. watching him rip around and throwing Theisman down. I mean, even that's when his human emotion. And he was out. on crack too, exactly. Yeah, crack yeah. and <laughs> hookers. <laughs> his, his human emotion combo. was yeah. in was instant as soon as he knew that he jo- he broke Joe Theismann's, uh is it was basically yeah. shin bone yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he just snapped it. You could see that the animal instinct that Lawrence Taylor had automatically switched to human instinct of all oh, man. Yeah, look he what waves I did. on the dock yeah. doctors. Yeah, like, from the oh, field. Yeah. Coward. I, <laughs> I,
4: yeah, you do. You want to stand above him,
5: you know, like in the old gladiator movies, Put your like foot on like, his yeah. yeah, exactly. I got <laughs> well, him. Well, what about like?
0: Well, first of all, what about Jason Babbin when he ripped out? The Andre Ellington's dreads, and he was, like, <laughs> holding them uh, up so in I the air. That. that was pretty <laughs> gangster. I like that. I like
4: that because he didn't get hurt. The guy with yeah. the hair didn't really get hurt, so he could sort of oh, make a little show about so it. Were those, were those dreads real or yeah. extensions? they were. <laughs> okay, I'm <laughs> just <weren't> checking. <laughs> 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 they were tracks. No, no, <laughs> they
0: were. Yeah, he ripped. He didn't even notice. Like, he ripped them out. Because dreads, noticed. dreads gnawed up, and, like, yeah. it's dead hair, basically. Like, it's not. Like you know, it's it's just clumps. Yeah. So you can it can break pretty easy. So, I can't imagine
5: these guys wanting to have all that hair hanging out the back of the helmets because I mean inadvertently players get tackled well, by their hair all the time. It counts. Times, mm-hmm. you, know? you can yeah. legally do hair. it. It counts. Oh as, yeah. Yeah. That's not horse coloring.
0: No. No. It's legal to catch if the hair
5: is like out. You yeah. Can if get you're em. trying to reach up and grab a hold of the back of the jersey to pull them down, I mean, if you've got a group of hair, that's on all it, yeah. I would do. So yeah. just <laughs> go for the hair. Well, that's why Jason Babin like <laughs> celebrated
0: having it because he could get away with it, and he did took it home and put it on the mantelpiece. <laughs> that's going to
5: that's gonna be the centerpiece for Thanksgiving at his house. <laughs> but then
0: but then, what about, like, the Saints and their bounty?
5: What about that scandal? You remember that? Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, most even with those bounties that were coming out like that, they were put on bounties of, like, just knocking them out for the game or something. There wasn't any of the bounties, I remember, right, coming out saying they really wanted to hurt them or maim these players. You know, I mean, a lot of them, I think, are smarter than that in a way. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of the big football players are dumb as hell, but I wouldn't want to tell it to their face because they're a lot bigger than I am. But when, when they're out there putting that hit on, I don't think the human emotion really wants them to truly hurt them, except for uh, Ray Caruth when he had his girlfriend yeah. whacked and he hit in oh, the that trunk. Yeah. There are, you are getting a few exceptions, and you're going to get that few exceptions in life too, like that dingbat in Florida that got arrested for uh, pulling a gun on his girlfriend now after he get away with Stand Your Ground. Now he's going oh, yeah, to you know, yeah, yes. now he's going to stand on her ground and let her have it too. But it's been it's, a rough year for that guy yeah it is maybe (laughs) maybe she'll stand his ground and you know what let's all let's all put like 10 bucks and get him a 4x hoodie some skittles (laughs) and lemonade or whatever and send it to him and his girlfriend a gun and just hey it happens happens. he looks suspicious let's get on him (laughs) 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 that's what i that's what i would do but (laughs) now football is just by nature such a violent sport and it really is you think it's around in 25 years Football? Yeah. Yeah. You know awesome. what? It's Definitely funny. Right. I did. I did hear something on that on the radio today that, that they're trying to ban the sport or something, mm-hmm. and there's legislation. And I'm like, first off, there's way too much money involved in our American economic system to ever have that happen. If any of these guys really think that's a possibility, they smoke way too much crack. Because <laughs> you can start right here at the University of Utah. Kyle Whittingham is the highest-paid state employee in the entire state of Utah. He's the highest-paid employee for now. Yeah. for now <laughs> well yeah, until yeah we, we and talked and a little <laughs> bit about that <laughs> earlier yeah until in, until the next coach is mm-hmm. hired and then of course they then that person will be but the money that the football programs revenue uh, the gener- generators revenue for these sure. colleges i mean without a lot of this money coming in from the football programs they don't even have all these performing arts studios unfortunately because this money comes back in for their biggest gener- generating of revenue from any college in these major programs i mean the sec the acc the pac-12 all of these ones is their football programs and when they bring it in all of a sudden you're getting you know the performing arts centers you're getting more science buildings put in you know and that's where a lot of this money's coming from here's the
1: problem especially on this campus Mm -hmm. is when our starting quarterback a 20 year old has you know almost an aneurysm on the field because of football injury and when you start getting doctors and professors looking at these kids losing their careers, mm-hmm. there's a problem.
5: Yeah, but there's also a difference. Look back in the 50s and 60s, you have uh, leather helmets. You're basically having leatherheads out there pounding each other in, and these guys were most of these guys were dying in their 40s and 50s too, because mm-hmm. they were out there beating each other. What happens? Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, and all these places come in and they're making better equipment and better everything. Problem you get now too is you're getting all these players that are also getting better supplements whether they're legally better athletes yeah. they're better they're a be- yeah. better they athlete yeah these guys can run through a wall i mean nothing against any of these players that played back in in like the 50s and 60s like dick did they say dick Buckus, is like one Brown of the greatest or, ones yeah. ever i mean you look at dick buckus and put him side by side with like a ray lewis or something uh, the comparison is i think ray lewis in my honest opinion would probably run him over just because of the, the strength and conditioning is so much different cuz those players back then had to still go work part-time jobs in the off season. They yeah. weren't getting paid to train 25/7. week. has days a eight. predisposition to murder people. Oh, yeah, well, we <laughs> we have a lot of old topics. <laughs> Same, <laughs> that's that's what makes the difference. I mean, even look at your golfers now. Look at look at this the body build on like a Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods' is in phenomenal condition bench for bench a Bench press o- over 300 pounds. Yeah. For an athlete as a golfer, you know, I don't consider most golfers an athlete, but I mean it is a sport and that's what They do, but Tiger Woods works out. Works all the common
1: steroid injuries. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But he
5: also, you look at the equipment that he's using now too. You know, they're talking, oh, you need a 300-yard drive off this or that. You're also using some of the the top-of-the-line, state-of-the-art equipment that these same scientists are going and telling you. Their heads are getting rail, rattled around like scrambled eggs in these helmets. OK, well, that same scientist is now going to take and make that helmet a better helmet, same way they've made a better baseball bat, the same way they makes they make better car, better, better everything, better cars. NASCAR, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason when when Dale Earnhardt uh, Sr. nailed crash. into the wall, crash, yeah. snapped his neck. Now they've got, what is it, the Hans device? or yeah. something like that. I'm not a NASCAR guy, but you're it's, watching it's the something news. Something like that, yeah. yeah. But there, in the innovation comes along because unfortunately, yeah, we look at my generation the 80s. We were crash test dummies for <laughs> kids now wearing bicycle helmets and different things like that. If you wore a bicycle helmet, you when get beat up. Yeah, <laughs> might would punch you punch in the, the helmet. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> exactly. You yeah. wouldn't. You would Your never want to test that helmet. Elbow <laughs> pads or any of that. stuff I remember
1: stuff. complaining. Our teams complaining about having to wear baseball helmets when we were batting. Oh yeah. In Little <laughs> League. And <laughs> now it's now it's like you have, you have no to have choice. Chin strap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
5: And it's just it's each each generation. Unfortunately, you become. The crash test dummies and people don't like to want to admit that, but honestly, that's what a lot of us are. We used to ride in the back of trucks on the sure. freeway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah. Do you exactly. see that anymore with kids? Not really. You very seldom see that. We'd go you anywhere. See them
0: outside playing.
5: It, that's true too. Yeah. So
0: I have to
1: beg my kid to go outside and
0: play. But yeah, what this, does he have to do out there? You give him a ball. Does he have a ball? You just send him uh, out there. You well,
1: just lock him out the house. <laughs> you know, let him go in the backyard with a slingshot. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the slingshot He brings back in some pigeons For dinner and yeah. seagulls For barbecue <laughs> Feed the beard <laughs> Gotta do whatever you can do He's working in a college radio station It's not like he's making money and can afford real chicken <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have seagull and turkey
4: Or se- seagull and pigeon I mean for turkey A <laughs> slingshot A toy from like the 60s Yeah Exactly It's, See, it's old guy radio, bud Old guy <laughs> It's turned into old guy radio
5: <laughs> <laughs> So what okay, Now thinking about that This is old ute radio yeah. they're, Now they're still they're still yelling at the Washington Redskins, though. Yes. To change that name, how long until you think they start actually talking to Florida State, the University of Utah? Did you see what the – yeah, well, those tried, aren't necessarily derogatory no, terms. No, no, no. And I totally I understand think the, that the beef. But yeah. even even like, what about the what about Cleveland in baseball? Because you know the Cleveland Indians. And right, I think the beef with it, the Cleveland the one is is the logo. Well, the Cleveland, yeah, the yeah. Cleveland logo yeah, it's. Pretty much looks like a Bugs Bunny cartoon character. Right, I think yeah. they have
4: a problem with that. Which
0: but that's I can I'm, see. Yeah, I'm just well, kind of curious. The Utes are okay because I I, f- I think the Utes the Ute Nation to said
5: it, it was yeah. good, right? Actually, yeah.
1: they just know There's a big uh, conflagration with that story that really? happened last week. The chiefs of the tribe sent a letter to David Pershing, the president of the Ute, saying mm-hmm. it's time to renegotiate uh, uh, their agreements yeah. because. It's it, about Pac-12 money. Yeah, and they yeah, want, but they want. <laughs> they want free scholarships for all the Ute tribes. They want a, a Ute in the president's cabinet. And then they want more money for licensing and stuff. So we'll nice. see. I mean, uh, the U kind of has to do it. Yeah. yeah.
5: Well, it wasn't. It was uh, not that long ago that Stanford actually. Stanford used to be the Stanford Indians. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. a no, tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Cardinal. The Cardinal. The Orange Man. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. They had to change. Uh, t- there's another team like Temple. I don't think it was Temple, but there was yeah. a Red Storm somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Oh St. Well St. John's was the Red Storm. Okay, yeah. If you ever in the the funny yeah, because St. John used to be the Red Man. Yeah, is what it was. That's right. And then they became the Red Storm. Yeah. If uh, you ever, have you ever watch that show f- called Basketball? Yeah, Is <laughs> that not it. got like the greatest <laughs> names of every sports team? Minnesota Lakers. you can't even. Well, you can't even say them on this radio. Yeah, air, yeah. But, but they're so funny because that's almost like you know when you look at the way the name of the Redskins is. I I totally understand why. People would be up in arms about that name. Uh, yeah, well, I can get it. It is a rough
4: name, though. If you were to take any other nationality and try oh, yeah. and spin it that way, yeah, you it would not be acceptable. You can't have the
1: Salt Lake City Blackskins. or you the white skins. You can have that brown no. skin.
4: Yeah, you could. yeah. So it's, it's probably time. Yeah, what that about they the Cleveland it?
5: Browns? That's kind of derogatory towards those dogs, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Browns. Browns works for them. What about <laughs> the Raiders, Holmes? It's derogatory to pirates. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Well, yeah, it's derogatory to those pirates because those pirates can't even exist. I like that new movie where they actually. Yeah. <laughs> they shot. They showed him three shots, three dead pirates. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So,
0: Steve, uh, you got a show coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that, and then we got to get out of here.
5: Okay, I've got actually good. I'll run down the list yeah, for you for the next let's few do it. weeks. Uh, this Friday, I'll be in Idaho Falls. So if you have family or friends up there, definitely let them all be at the Elks Club there, which will be a, a, a joy unto to itself. Like say Southeast Idaho and <laughs> starting a winter is a great area to be in. <laughs> Uh, or Southeast Idaho could just be basically the northern extension of Utah because pretty much it almost doesn't <laughs> change. But then uh, December 6th, myself and uh, Christopher Stevenson and Mindy Kay and Nicholas Smith, the other another local comics, are all going to be at Lumpy South on December 6th with one of my friends from NBC uh, and CBS. been on a few shows. His name's Diaz Mackey will be in town, so he will be here what to is be our headliner. That's, that's Friday night, house. December 6th. You're talking about the one on Highland, right? No, no, Lumpy South, It's the former Club Allure, and when you guys were babies, would have been Sandy Station, 90th South and i 50 Yeah, it's right oh off. Yeah, it's right just next to Soccer Station. Yeah, yeah, right by the soccer. Yeah, yeah, it's right, right by Real. Yeah. Well, that's Club 90 on the other side of the street. So, so they're yeah. doing so. comedy down there now. Yeah, once a month, there's a, there's a show going on there. It's usually the first Friday of the month, but then we'll also be December 14th. I'll be uh, at Club DJs doing K-Town comedy. My regular show will be back there with the holiday show. And then December eighteenth, out of uh, Eugene, Oregon, we got the he and she show coming to town. It's a husband and wife that does a couple. Uh, they're doing a clean show and a dirty show. So the right. clean show is at seven o'clock, and that'll be, I'll be hosting both the clean and the dirty, in which I've been in here for an hour and haven't let a few cuss <laughs> words go. So we'll be yeah. good. It's rare, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can do it. I can <laughs> do it, mom. I can do it. But it's—so uh, the 7 o'clock show will be uh, with another local guy you guys had in here, Bob Bedore. Yep. He'll be doing the feature spot for them on that show, and then the husband and wife will take over. And then at uh, the 9 o'clock, the Dirty Show or the Uncensored Show will be Melissa Merlot doing uh, the Uncensored version with the he and she show going on the husband and wife, which is Doug and Teresa Wyckoff out of Oregon, so— should be fun man I got a good plan coming up and be in Las Vegas the week of Thanksgiving looking for my new home oh yeah yeah
0: Carla yeah we were talking about that back at the uh, Comedy
5: Festival yeah you you, you got it it's 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 for sure it's it's gonna it's gonna happen it's a matter of just my job making sure it's coming up and we should be there hopefully within the next month so yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, we look at living in where we can have palm trees in my yard, man. I am looking I'll forward to it. No th- no offense, I love utah 117 it's beautiful 117 summer days, but <laughs> I just the the cold weather and the change in the weather page it just kills, man. I am so tired of living in the snow, and I'm not a skier. Mm. We live by some of the greatest resorts in the entire <laughs> world, and I can't tell you lists. I would <laughs> never go. I'll watch it on TV. Snow is the is, true Salt Lake person right uh, there when they say <laughs> it. Snow yeah. is beautiful in pictures and in movies and up in the mountains. It's wonderful but i don't want to be in it i really don't so all right patrick what about you
4: i'm around man i mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can see my new uh sitcom it's on al jazeera <laughs> it's called that's so pat <laughs> no not really i'm around town doing spots uh, i'll be somewhere tonight at the uh wise guys club and just around weekends and stuff plugging away
0: yeah, like always, you can follow me on Twitter, at Johnny McKeon. You can follow our Facebook page at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. Sasha, you want to give him a little shout-out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha,
1: stay Quiet. away. Not His one for the shout-outs. Oh,
0: wife? What are you talking about?
1: I can't get a pretty woman. <laughs> this what about world. an ugly one?
4: Yeah. No. <laughs> Please settle for one with a pulse. <laughs> Yes.
5: <laughs> you Sasha, can find him uh, on Christian Mingle with man. beards.com. You can find him on J and Date and, and,
0: and Plenty of Fish <laughs> <laughs> and Craigslist. And Tinder. You could and be you on go. Tinder. And Snapchat. What about Grinder? <laughs>
4: got that grinder. That beard is gonna travel, man. All right. <laughs> the beard is gonna travel. <laughs> um, you it. can
0: find him at Sasha or at Mr Underscore Bloom. Yes. B-L-U-M-E. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for being on the air. This was awesome. Seriously, this was so fun. Let's do it again. This is probably one of my favorite shows. Seriously. All right. Yeah, that's it. We good to go, Sasha? You like to call yourself the devil's
4: favorite demon. (laughs) But you, sir, are no demon. And the devil,
0: nah,
2: man. (laughs)
1: I'd like to let
3: you in on a little secret, man.
1: You ought to be careful who you say those things in front of
2: because you never know who might be listening.